Welcome back, everybody. Episode 66 of Totally Talking Sports. Uh, coming at you in person this week. Uh, so we think probably be in person for going forward, I think. For the most part, yeah. Should yeah. be. Should be. Should be nice. A lot easier for the audio. A lot easier for us to uh, make good or better quality for you guys. So that is very exciting. Um, Super Bowl just happened. It's a great game. Uh, we are not going to be diving into it too much, though. I'm going to precurse this episode with kind of we're not doing that this episode uh we were waiting for timmy to get back and then we're going to do a deep dive into the super bowl with him and his reactions to everything and his thoughts um because we both know that would be a lot better content than just the two of us talking about it now and then doing the same thing in two weeks or in a week and a half yeah um so this week is just going to be some topics and um i mean you know we can talk a little like what happened about the super bowl but won't get too much into it (laughs) yeah um but yeah, so it'll be a good week for us. Uh, Kyle, how you been? Um, I've been all right, man. Um, nothing really has changed too much. Uh, just working and um, had a good weekend, though. Saturday was the UFC fights. Yep. Had my boys over and my boys' ladies, if that pertained to them at the moment, which was Logan and his girlfriend <laughs> and my two other friends. Um, but yeah, no, watched, I mean, watched the fights, had a good time, had some BLTs. Um, can't go wrong with BLTs. Never. And then Sunday, um, Cincinnati chili that my mom made, um, in my opinion, was horrific. No, uh, oh, yeah, when when it, I told you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it had it had cinnamon in it. Oh, she's white. That's why. What well, it was whatever. It's a, it's a white food. It so was whatever awesome. recipe she found. Yeah, that that all makes sense to me. Like it is, it's a white dish, so there's just unnecessary spices. Yeah, dude, there's cloves and allspice and. Yeah, that sounds disgusting. And it's my first, chili. my my dad eats it. My dad goes. Fuck, this is amazing. Was obsessed. And then um, one of our other friends that was there, he was like, oh, God, this is this is unique. And then I see my brother's girlfriend walk over, and she goes, is that nutmeg that I'm tasting? And I haven't had it yet. And I go, the fuck, nutmeg? I was like, this bitch is high. My mom goes, it's cinnamon. And I was like, what? So I get a bowl of it, and I was absolutely blown away. Um, like the first bite, you go, this is gross. And the second bite, you're like, mm, gross. <laughs> and then before you know it, you're actually like, all right, it's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. You know, it's meat on noodles. You can't really go too wrong unless you add cinnamon. So I don't know. It was weird. But um, yeah, other than that, my hot dogs came out good. Um, the elotes came out good. We good. did fruit. That was good. And it was a good game. We'll get into all the prop bets when we talk about Super Bowl. I'll get into it later. But um other than that, dude, nothing much. Made some money over the weekend. Yep. And uh, I got my buddies coming out um, Thursday from L.A. And they're going to be spending the weekend here, so I'm excited for that. But other than that, man, nothing too much. What about you? Uh, I've been good. Um, so obviously Saturday came over, watched the fights with you guys. It was a great night. Um, Sunday, uh, just watched Super Bowl. You know, nothing crazy. It was a good time. Um and then, yeah, I've been just been working. Uh, Monday was pretty busy. Today was pretty slow. Um, did get a, a great customer that brought me um, a bunch of money that I could not take, but it was very cool to look at. Um, it was a bunch of, like, his grandfather had given him 
a bunch of foreign currency from just like around the world, but it was all hella old. So I couldn't take it because it's not in circulation anymore. But like, I'm talking like the socialist republic of like Yugoslavia. How old was this guy? This the guy was not old because his grandfather gave no, it to no, him. yeah, but how old he was, was he? probably in like his late thirties, early forties, and he and he was just trying to train it in for cash. And I was like, "There's something wrong with yeah, you." Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it wasn't like an 18 year old that was like, "Oh, I want to go to the movies tonight." Yeah, it was a man. Yeah, that was like, "Ah, oh, they'll take this." Yeah, and he was and not even they'll take this. He was like, "I don't know if you guys would take it or not," but like, it's kind of old. And I was like, "Why do you even want to get rid of this? This is fucking cool." Like, yeah, how much was it? Like, how much would it, would it have been? I have no idea because it was very – it was, like, from, like, 30 countries. It was so many different foreign currencies. I'm like, your grandfather spent his life traveling yeah, the world gathering all and this. got you all this shit. And, the, and you were like, fucking get rid of it, man. I need this $20. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is wrong with you, dude? Oh, but he had, Lord. like, notes. He had, like, <clears throat> notes from, like, the colonies, like, colonial America that was worth, like, 13 shillings. And I was like, dude – shillings <laughs> yeah. oh my lord he had countries that didn't exist he had um he gave me uh like i don't even know dude Did you tell him to like go to like a fucking pawn shop i, I was like i was like you can try like a pawn shop and like my manager was like i don't like pawn to- pawn shops really like take like bills like foreign currency that you know like it's not really like but i was like oh, maybe the ones that aren't in circulation anymore that'd be yeah. pretty cool and then he gave me some that were like we have a database that we can look up to like see like the like which ones are actually in circulation that we can exchange. Um, and he gave me one from like, I don't even know a country and it was worth 20 of whatever their currency was. And I looked it up and the lowest denomination they have in their currency now is 2000. And I was like, Oh man, inflation hit that country. Like a yeah. bitch. <laughs> I was like, man, that is rough. Oh <laughs> like, my lord! I was like, this is fascinating just for me to look at. Like, yeah, no, dude, I was like, yeah. Cause I mean, I know there's a, a couple places locally you know, like like uh, there's like a golden coin shop where they collect like old coins and old like dollar bills and stuff. Mm-hmm. That'd be my guess is where he should go because I guarantee he can get more money for it. Yeah. There than just exchanging it yeah. for and, what it used to be worth. And he was like, "Oh yeah," I'm, he was like, "I'm probably gonna post like pictures and like the um like the notes and like maybe try to sell those or something because those are pretty cool. It'll probably like get you good money." And I was like, "Why wouldn't you just do it with all of this?" And he's like, "Ah, it's too much work." I'm like, "You're already doing it for like four things. Why not just keep taking pictures?" I don't really get why like. And like, don't, I wouldn't even put, don't even put like a, like, you don't have to do any research for that shit. Just post it on fucking eBay and do like highest bidder. Like, yeah, literally. I mean, that's all you have to do. Someone's going to be like, this shit's worth a lot of money. I know it is. And like, you know, that's all you need. Like you only need one of those bills for someone to be like, this is worth so much money. And then for like, for like two people to like start bidding back and yeah. forth on it. And then the rest of it, it's like, I don't even fucking care. That's all you need. If, if I was standing behind him in the line, I would have given him $100 cash right there. Like, I'll take all of it. I was like, shit, man. Just like, to have it. That'd be hella yeah. cool. I was like. Yeah, 13 shillings? <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is fucking cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had to go through all of it and be like, nope, this one's not good. This one's also not good. He had Egypt and Costa Rica and. Oh my God. Just all, every, like, so every badass, fucking though. country. Yeah, I was like, I was like, dude, your grandpa, your grandpa's fucking cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, he just left this for me. I'm like, shit. My grandpa gave me like a fucking like nail trimming kit before he died. Like that's all I got. I didn't get some cool ass fucking like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, it's fun day. Fun day to see all that. It was a slow day too, so I took my time looking at all of it. Um, hey, well that's cool though. I like that. I like yeah. that. But yeah, it's been been a good week for me so far. So I'll <clears throat> hope to keep it rolling. Um, but that all being said, while we get into some sports news, we did not know we cared about. All right, this week kicking off as always, NFL. 
So Super Bowl was awesome. Um, it was a great game. Uh, not as high scoring as what people were thinking. Um, that's why I bet the under. So made money there. Barely hit, right? Um, like, well, over under was 46? Yeah, it was 46. It was 43? 43, yeah. So, um, you know, but I, I, I could have easily saw it going both ways, you know, just being an absolute shootout. But uh, not the prettiest game. But nope. a good game, especially mm-hmm. for a Super Bowl game. So yeah, we'll get into all the yeah. the calls and oh, all of that my Lord. when when Timmy gets back. Um, other than that, drama in Arizona. Uh, mm. Kyler Murray says nonsense is not what I'm about. That's what he said, quote unquote. Um, a lot of reports coming out saying that he's very negative and points the finger. He's a finger pointing guy. Um, I mean, dude, that's not a fucking reputation you want to have as a pro athlete, let alone the quarterback. Yeah. Um, so big, big stuff going on there. I also saw his, like the posts he made his comments. I don't think it, it, he really said anything. I think it was like a, a lot of words that meant nothing. He didn't address the situation. He didn't talk about like what he did or why he did it or what was going on. It was just a bunch of like, this is who I am. And everyone's like, yeah, what does that mean though? (laughs) So you're, just normally a negative piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah. It's like, hey, man, that's just who I am. That's just who I am. Um, April 28th, 2022 NFL draft. That will be a, another day that we will stream that live, and you guys will be able to watch our drunk reactions to all the draft picks again and watch me punch a hole through a wall because I already know, that, like, I don't know who we're going to get, but I bet I know what side of the field they're going to be playing on. So we'll see there. And then... This is just a headline question. Mm-hmm. What's going on with Sean McVay? Can the Rams repeat? That is a question that I don't want us to answer until next week. Yeah. But I want to make sure I didn't forget to ask it. Because um, I want Tim to be able to take the leeway with that one. Yeah, for sure. Um, is he retiring or is he not retiring? We'll get into it. Sean McVay retiring. We'll get in. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. All right. <clears throat> UFC slash MMA. Had to throw the slash in there. Um, because Martial Combat League. Ooh. Yeah, never even heard of it, dude. The MCL. Um, That's a ligament. Yeah, well, I got to. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. After knowing that it's a ligament, I probably wouldn't want to fight in there. Just because I'd be like, oh, that's the ironic yeah. that I would end up tearing that. Um, but, dude, I, I, just, I stumbled upon this uh, this article. Oh. All right? Snap legs, nasty eye scrapes, protruding um, wounds, all stuff that you see, not all the time, but it's, it's no stranger to it in the cage, right? Mm-hmm. However, an amateur fight between Hunter Boone and uh, Jordan Brown ended in 17 seconds into the first round when they both crashed into the leg. So they like, clinched up, and they went, and they cr- crashed into the cage. And at that point, Boone suffered a massive laceration. The right, the fight was ruled a TKO, and Brown was declared the winner. A few seconds after the bell had rung, Hunter and his opponent spun into the cage. They got into a collar tie, hit the fence. His head hit the fence, and then Hunter's head slammed into the gate, resulting in Hunter suffering a 20-centimeter gash across the front of his hairline, from the left to the right, down the right side, towards the back, basically scalping him. It knocked him unconscious immediately, but then he had regained consciousness before he even hit the ground. He got up, didn't even know what had happened, Yeah, he was still fighting. Makes sense. Um, the guy fighting him didn't even know what happened because it happened so fast, and all of a sudden there was just blood everywhere. And he'd be like, what the fuck? 
Um, graphic. All right, I'm gonna show you, bro. Bro. Oh my god. Oh my god. Were they fighting on barbed wire? Dude, that's what I don't know. It looks like a regular cage. Um, I it guess lo- it looks I like guess a, they were denying. It looks like a um, chain link fence. Yeah, like I don't. Dude, that lad, like you can see e- his fucking skull. Even then, like, like you, you jump into a, a chain link fence, yeah, like, and, and like that's whatever. <laughs> um, so they said, hey, like this isn't right. Um, like, like of course we're trying to take care of him, but we got our cage checked and inspected by like the officials and by like you know like the regulation. Like it's fair. He, he goes, we like they're all like we passed, so we have to make sure this wasn't an injury before the fight started. Oh my god. <laughs> He he had already cut himself he and just had stitched it up. Scalped his head. Um, but yeah, so absolutely bizarre um, chain of events that happened there. And I was literally my jaw dropped. I was at work today when I saw this of just how bad that fucking gash was. Jesus, absolutely disgusting. All right, Juliana Pena said that her goal to make it go full circle is she wants to catch coach the next season of the Ultimate Fighter. Okay. She wants it to be her and Amanda Nunez. Um, I think that would actually be a pretty damn good season. I would actually really like have yeah. have uh, women fighters like coach before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the first ones to ever do it was Rousey and Tate. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. And then it was Yoan. Uh, no, not Yoan Calderwood. Yoana. Uh, Judge Jacek. Yeah. Versus um, Claudia Gadella. Uh, so it's happened twice, and this one I think would be a great one because they're both. They're both good. Manny Nunez is better. I mean, I'm just going to say that. She is better. But I think Juliana Pena's fighting style showed that she's more equipped. She's like has the perfect fighting style for Manny Nunez. Yes, that's what she said going into the fight. Exactly. So I want to see if this is a fluke or not. But they're both skilled. She started off on the show, so it'd be good for her to come back as the champ. And they're both, they respect each other. Yes. You know, so they... But there would be drama because that's what's going to help sell the that's, fight. That's what exactly. that's what that show is in exactly. general. So it's literally to hype up the fight. Um, but I think that'd be cool. Um, so Joe Rogan, for those of you guys who don't know, on UFC 271, Yeesh. was not the commentator. Um, he was replaced last minute with Michael Bisbing. Scheduling conflicts. So he came out and said scheduling conflict. Dana White said that's bullshit. <laughs> he said no. He goes that's absolutely he's absolutely bullshit. He goes there's nobody on our side that said he couldn't or shouldn't. And he said it was all because of that. He goes, I call bullshit. He could have worked that night. Um, but this is also during Joe Rogan's, like, he's under fire right now. Yeah. So I think it was probably the best thing for him to sit it out, mm-hmm. you know, because it just it would have caused too much drama. Okay. However, with him sitting out, now it caused drama because Michael Bisbing got unloaded on by Joe Rogan fans, saying that he was terrible, his calls were bad, he was being biased towards Adesanya, yada, yada, yada. So he had to come out and be like, hey, guys, whoa, 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 whoa. He goes, hey, Joe Rogan is the goat when it comes to commentating. He goes, I understand that. He goes, but I stand by everything that I called. He goes, like, that's, that's how I felt while the fight was going on. He goes, and I feel like it was still right. He goes, and so far, nobody that does like knows anything has, has disagreed with me yet. Yeah, so. and, no, and no one's, like, he was commentating with DC. Like, you think DC's not going to call him out on his bullshit if, exactly. he's, if he's being one-sided? Yeah, I, 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 think, uh, I think he went a little bit out there with um, uh, Roxanne Motiferi. When he was like, oh, yeah, I think she's got a solid chance. Everybody yeah. laughed and stuff like that. But other than that, I mean, I felt like everything was pretty pretty to the T, at least in my eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about UFC 271. Um, I mean, good card. I'll say it was a good card. It wasn't, Prelims sucked. Yeah, pre- yeah, prelims were all just 
finishes except Kyler Phillips. He came out there and he did amazing against Marcelo, but that was pretty much it. Um, so it's funny. We'll kick it off with the first one. Bobby Green going up against Nasrat, a.k.a. Goodwill, Kelvin Gastelum. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Green, I could not have been more right about this fight. Um, I said he'll outstrike him, and that's exactly what happened. In Beat the shit. St- yeah, stunning fashion. I mean, he absolutely demolished him. And Bobby's boxing skills are, I mean, someone tweeted, he's like the Roy Jones, Roy Jones Jr. of UFC. And I would, I would agree with that. I think he has some of the best boxing in, in the UFC. He's just not fighting any big names yet. So it'll be nice to see if he actually gets a, a very solid challenge. But as far as boxing, I don't know. He displayed a lot of really good things. Then now the next fight, Alexander versus uh, Renato. I could not have been more wrong about. <laughs> I said Alexander was going to win this I one, that one. And Logan got that one right. Um, I mean, I think Alex just looked like the weaker man the whole time. Not that he looked like dog shit, but Renato just looked so good against him. I hated him because his nickname was Alexander the Great. And so, I hated everything about him after that. To be fair, neither of us knew that when we made our picks. And then you pointed it out when like he was doing his walkout. And I was like... Now I'm upset that I picked him because yeah. I hated it too. I also yeah. hated Bobby Green the entire fight. Yeah, which I mean, you know. Like, it, it was a thing of like I, I can respect cocky fighters, but not when they look like idiots too. Like you can't look stupid and then also be like, go ahead and punch me in the face. I'm like, yeah, I want you to get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't <laughs> do that. Like, yeah. But no, the, the second fight was uh, much better for me in my picks because uh, I, 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 I feel like the first fight I failed miserably. Second fight, I think you fared better than I did with as far as like the, how your pick went, but oh yeah, I mean he didn't lose his like really bad, but he he was getting bested. I I, I did say like aspect. if I was a judge, I would have scored the fight thirty twenty six for Bobby Green and Wade was like he was like oh you think you got like one round where he was ten eight and I was like no I just take a point away from Nazrat because he fucking sucks yeah <laughs> like <laughs> yeah it was fair. It <laughs> By the, by the third round, I would have been like, just take a fucking point. Yeah. <laughs> fucking 30-25. I, I poke each other 15 seconds into the fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, two guys that did not like each other. Mm-hmm. And I love that it was matched with another eye poke. Um, Immediately. Yeah, you know, and uh, Bobby gets poked in the eye by Nazrat. And Logan goes, oh, you fucking pussy. He didn't even get you. And it shows a replay of just straight finger to eyeball. And he goes, ah, he's acting like a pussy. And then 15 seconds later, Bobby Green does it to Nasrat, way less in my opinion. And then he goes, oh, what a dirty fighter. What a yeah. dirty fighter. Um, but then, all right, so the third fight, Jared Cannonier going up against Derek Brunson. Uh, I mean, it was a finish in the second round, late into the second round. Um, it wasn't an amazing fight, though. I, I think Cannonier mm-hmm. was besting Brunson in the most part. Yeah. Um, it was the last 30 seconds when Brunson caught him with a fucking nasty hit. And dropped him and then almost was able to finish him in the first round. But he came back, got his thing. Even after that happening, he his odds like increased or decreased. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. After the first round. He became a more favorite. Yeah. Jerry yeah. Kinder was more of a favorite. And we were kind of like, I, I thought that, like, wow. that I was yeah. really, I thought Brunson pulled even at the end of the first round. Like, yeah. But I mean, I, I would assume then it was just because he was um, kicking his ass. And then. Um, 
Finishes him with elbows. Four minutes, 29 seconds into the second round. Nasty elbows, too. Yeah. Like, the first one yeah. was like, we should, we should stop the fight now. Yeah. And then he landed two more. I was about to say, the, the two that he landed while Brunson wasn't even blocking Just his face. Just head bouncing off the yeah, canvas. It was absolutely gnarly. vicious elbows. And then, the most exciting fight oh. just hyped. Easy. And it actually was a more exciting fight than I was expecting. Yes. Like, it wasn't it had it, at the same time. It had it back and forth. It was more technical than what I was expecting. Mm. You know, it was more of like a hugging. All right, get some breath. All right, now let's exchange. I thought it was going to be like an absolute bloodbath just going off right off the bat. Yeah. It's a little bit more technical. I think Derek Lewis was respecting... Um, Ty's power, and I think Ty was respecting Derek Lewis's power. You know, and that's what happens when you go and you get two heavy hitters that just want to fucking throw down. Um, uh, my favorite part was the post-interview because Ty landed a, I mean, a, a beautiful elbow with an incredible amount of power while in the clinch. I mean, I mean, that's such a short distance to throw a strike, and the amount of power he's able to put in that elbow that just landed so perfectly across Derek's like fucking face and temple. Um, just knocked him out, and he was a big man that slowly fell down. And when they asked him about it, he goes, my name's Ty, like Muay Thai, and that, <laughs> I fucking lost it. Um, and um, now he is referred to as Ty Shuivasa, which I can't believe we never thought about. Um, I mean, yeah, dude. It was an absolute electric, dude. We were very happy. I was bummed to see Derek Lewis lose, but... At the same time, you see Ty win. Vasa, yeah. dude. I mean, you don't want him... He's like my new favorite fighter. And before we even get into the Izzy one, did you see the rankings? For heavyweight? Yeah. No. So we projected he'd go sixth. Five right? or six. Five or six. And then Lewis would be six or seven. Yeah, dude. Ty jumped to the three. No bullshit. Dude, I swear to God. So now it's, He's going to get a title fight. So, He's going to get murdered. Dude, so it's, it's <laughs> Nuganu, Cyril Gan, Miochik, Ty. <laughs> oh, no. Ty Tavivasa, Curtis Blades, oh, Derek no. Lewis, Alexander Volkov, Rosenstruck, and then Chris Dawkins at eight. So they dropped Lewis two spots? Or one he spot? was three, yeah, so he dropped two. Eh. Yeah, so he dropped down to fifth. Losing to 11? I, I don't know I about that. Been, I thought it would have been one more. I don't know at about least that. Underneath at Volkov. least one more. Um, but Chris Dawkins is the one that just got yeah, knocked, knocked out by, out by Lewis. Yeah. I just found out that next month, March 26th or whatever, Curtis Blades is fighting Chris Dawkins. That makes no sense. So, so it's like four, four versus, versus eight. eight. So, I mean that, and Alexander Volkov is fighting somebody else. I can't remember, but he's fighting somebody too. So I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. I think it might have been Rosenstruck. I mean, that's the only guy that made, or I think it was, I think it was Marcin Tabura. I think it was Marcin Tabura. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah. So that leaves Naganu just beating Gone. So my guess, Naganu miochik trilogy. They have to solve that. That's if Naganu even fights. He might not even fight. It might be Gone and Miochik for an uh, interim. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If, if Naganu walks away, which I wouldn't blame him for if he's going to go get paid more money. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, I mean, it'll, yeah, Miochik and... Gone, and then fucking Tai Tuivasa gets the winner. <laughs> and that's what it looks like. And if Naganu stays, I think he'll fight Miochik for the trilogy, and then it'll be uh, Tuivasa versus Gone. Yeah, but I don't see... Because Naganu would have to sign a new contract, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't think he's going to do that. So Izzy... Another, another news, too, is Izzy just signed, and he's now the second highest paid 
Um, you like you uh, fighter underneath McGregor, and that means nothing in the UFC. And but it's probably not that much money. And I saw no details. I saw no details of what it was a multi-fight deal contract that he signed. He said probably he like, was very happy. Probably with like it. fucking six fights or some dumb yeah, shit. Yeah, he said he was very very happy with it. Um, and it's the same like agency or whatever that McGregor had. So they're like, yeah, now that agency has the two highest paid UFC fighters. Um, Good for them. Chad called me and was like, hey, dude, I saw an update saying that like, shit's stirring right now about UFC fighter pay and everything like that. I haven't had any chance to look at it. Um, I did a little bit of research today, and all I found was that Adesanya had signed that big fight deal. Um, so I don't, I don't know because I, I was thinking that he might take a stand. But he just signed his life away again now for the next X amount of fights. So we will see, and I'll try and keep more updates on with that um, specifically for you, Chad. All right, jumping over to NHL. Evander Kane, as we all know, um, just got back from his suspension from his little stunt with the COVID um, fake vaccination with the so, uh, little bitch. San Jose Sharks. God damn it. What's the Oilers? Well, Oilers just played San Jose at home, and they beat the San Jose Sharks. And Evander Kane was booed by the entire stadium. He um, will be booed in every stadium for the remainder of the season. I I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. 100% what's going to happen. Um, Eichel will be making his Las Vegas Golden Knights debut tomorrow, Wednesday. Uh, so it could be today, for those of you guys who are listening, today on February 16th. Uh, the Avalanche get McKinnon back after shattering his face. Um, so that will be very good for them. But, oh, I forgot yes, that Valentine's Day was yesterday. Not not like I forgot like in general. <laughs> okay, I forgot okay. for the podcast that yesterday I was like, was Valentine's Day. I was like, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. I made steak last night. It was dry as fuck, but I did make steak last night. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. And then on Sunday we went to play canvas. I forgot to say that. That's what happened this weekend. I went oh, to play canvas before this weekend. Yeah. 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 Um I was going to cook chicken and I said, mm, I don't feel like doing shit today. So I went to SK Noodle and I got pho. Ooh. I got pho for her and wonton soup for me. It's a great place in Vegas called Fucking. I've heard about it. Fantastic. I've heard about that. I like it because it's just fucking, but... Yeah. Dude, hold on. Who's somebody else talking about that? I don't know. That's funny, though. All right. Um, power rankings, though. <clears throat> Even with McKinnon out, the Avalanche stay as number one. The Panthers are at two. That's scary. Wild at three. I know. Very scary. Hurricanes at four. Lightning at five. Bruins at 13. Ducks at 18. Hey, we're better than you guys. We are... Going back to our old ways. Um, Islanders at 23, making a little comeback there we from go. the average 30 that they were at. And Kraken at 26. Still absolute dog shit. Speaking about Kraken, um, Thursday night is when they will be headlining their all-black um, commentating crew for their game. So that will be exciting for them. All right, NBA. Don't got too much on this. But Harden and Simmons both have finally spoken out about the trade. And how happy they are now and what has caused it. And they didn't really talk about it. Yeah. You know, what had caused it. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like, oh, I'd rather not talk about the details. But I'm happy now. Of course they wouldn't. Um, so Harden, um, not playing until after the All-Star game mm-hmm. to take care of his injury, which I don't think is an injury. Oh, it's not. Yeah, I think yeah. he's just saying that to make people think it was an injury. No, no. So I think he's saying that because people roasted the fuck out of him going into the All-Star game. And so it was oh, like, well, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was literally All Star Draft happened, and he was like, "I'm not fucking playing this game. Fuck you guys." Yeah. That's all it was. It's literally it was, all oh, it was. oh, last pick. My hammy's still tight. It'll be fine the day after the All Star game, though. 
That's yeah. exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Like two days, they're going to have a game two days after the All Star game, and he's going to be perfectly fine for it. Yeah, and he's going to put up. He's gonna, yeah, he's going to put up a 30 point triple double. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm sure you couldn't have played yeah. in the All Star game. Yeah, no. Fuck, fuck James Harden. All right, then updated power rankings. I haven't done these for a while. Suns are at one, Grizzlies at two, Warriors at three, Heat at four, Sixers at five, Celtics at seven. Getting better. Which, by the way, they're beating the shit out of the 76. We won by 48. Oh, the game's already over? Yeah, I won by 48. Yeah, Jalen Brown did put up 26 in the first half. I saw that with five threes. Yeah, yeah. We got an all-star duo that, I mean, Jalen Brown didn't make an all-star game, but he should be an all-star. He's a stud, dude. Yes. He He's a stud. Him I hate Tatum. people trying to tell me that we should trade him. I, fuck off. Him and Tatum, dude, are a dynamic little yeah. duo. That you They're going to be a great, like, young duo for, I hope they play 15 years together. Nice. It'd be great. I don't know if that's going to happen because fans are very finicky and they'll demand someone gets moved and it won't be Jason Tatum, I'll tell you that much, but I think the two of them should play together for 15 years. Well, no, if it is between the two, Tatum has to be the one to stay. His chips are way better. Yeah. I don't even know if Jalen Brown has chips. He doesn't have chips. Yeah, but no. the Tatums, yeah. those hot barbecues are They're so fire, fucking bro. good. Yeah. I love those ones. Sh- shout out uh, Deuce Tatum. That's Jason's son. Uh, Jason Tatum got fouled pretty hard uh, like two or three games ago and Jason Tatum has courtside seats for his son. His son's like four years old. He has courtside seats to every Celtics game. Um, and he, Jason Tatum got fouled pretty hard and was on the ground. And you see Deuce stand up, and he's like, I'll fucking go right now, Dad. I'll fight this guy. <laughs> like, is, is, you, you what, what, what's his real name? Uh, I think his real name is probably Jason Tatum, like the second. Like he's, probably, him, he's probably Jason Tatum. But they Jr. call him Deuce? Yeah. Oh, that's like, tragic. Yeah. That is tragic. <laughs> oh, no. You're pretty much saying, hey, what's up, son? What's up, shit? Yeah, what's up, <laughs> shit? Yeah, that's a rough one. When that kid gets older, he's going to be pissed. What's up, dookie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's up, dookie? All right, yeah, no, that's terrible. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like I'm a bad, like, fan when it comes to my teams. Okay. Because, right? like, as a Lakers fan, I'm supposed to hate the Celtics. Right? Because the, the rivalry that has been going on forever. Yeah, but even Tim doesn't hate the Celtics. I, I do. I like the Celtics, man. But it's the same thing. Like, I like the Vikings. Okay, that makes you a bad it, it, fan. Well, but Brett Favre. That he, makes you a worse fan. He's the one that opened You should up. hate Brett Favre. No. no way, dude. I love Brett Favre. That's going to be one of my next jerseys. Especially if fucking Aaron Rodgers leaves. Okay. I, I, think, oh! he'll, I think he'll retire, not leave. But Okay, guys, sorry. Back to NFL real quick. Um, got an update. I told Amanda, hey, shit might get rowdy in a few days. Or next weeks, I don't know. But I saw an update saying Packers management yeah. is 100% dedicated to Aaron Rodgers, and they said they're willing to spend their salary cap on him. No, they already paid him. So they're willing to – what the article was that they're I'm pretty sure is that they're willing to spend the salary cap to, like, appease him. Okay. If that's what it is. Yeah, because they already paid him, Kyle. Yeah, I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah, but... His contract's not up. What I saw was that they want to renew the contract, and they said they're willing to spend the remainder of the salary cap to keep him there. I, I, now, what you say makes more sense. Yeah. Because I... There happens a lot where I get heated, and I don't read <laughs> shit fully, all right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I also think that's why when you said, like, you, th- you think you know what's going to happen in the draft, I think this will finally be the year that's different for you guys. Um, but, you know... That's because I 
read like the same article and that's what I got from it. Like I didn't read the article. I just read the headline. But I, what I got from the headline was they're willing to spend as much money as they possibly can to get people for Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so guys, this is what happens when you uh, get mad and don't read, especially while you're driving. Uh, me and Amanda were driving around looking for venues, and so that's when I saw it. So now I look like a damn fool. Looking for venues? Yeah, because we're having a wedding in July. Oh, right, right, right. Understood. I was... You have a meatball? Come on. <laughs> I was like, you guys are already married. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. So we, we found a... Yeah, anyway. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and Makes then Lakers sense. are at 20. Yeah, yeah, no. Lakers... I, I, This is why they were in my bus last week. They, they're not going to... Who are they going to get in the buyout market, Kyle? They're going to get Goran Dragic. That's going to make a big move on the needle for them. They got a backup point guard that probably is going to play better than Russell Westbrook. That'd be huge. Yeah, yeah, I get a That'd backup point guard. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the Lakers didn't make any moves that were worth it. Like, they, they need a point guard because Russell Westbrook is not the answer. And Russell Westbrook will never be the answer. Like, great talent, no. great statistical guy. He doesn't win games, though. It's like every team... Could be a little garden of flowers, and then he's just a bucket of bleach. I just dump it on him. Oh, oh, oh! He works. Bleach works. Yeah. But it kills everything around him. Yeah. And there's just something about him that's so toxic. Yeah, and it's not even like it, it's just the way he plays. He gets numbers, but it's like that's not what wins you games. The guys that get you all these ridiculous numbers, it's like yeah, sure, but like. It's also pretty demoralizing when you watch your starting point guard just throw a ball directly off the backboard, like ricocheting into the backcourt. You're <laughs> like, dude, what are you doing? It's hard. It's hard to watch. It's hard to it's hard to play with. I think he's trying to I think he's figuring out that like teams are gonna keep trying on him, you know, until they don't. And then he's like I gotta go to the Harlem Globetrotters. Like I, he's like, I don't know where he's else made, I need to go. He's made plenty of money. The thing is it's hard to trade him. That's the problem because he has such a big contract. So it's like, fuck, how are we going to... How would you have felt if they traded him for John Wall? It wouldn't have made any sense to me because John Wall is also not amazing. It John, That move wouldn't have made them a better team, I don't think. I love John Wall and he's great and he's athletic and he plays defense, which is awesome. And he's a better shooter than Russell Westbrook. Um, was he our not fight club winner? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was not fight club winner yeah, for yeah. basketball. Motherfucker gets down, bro. especially in LA. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, motherfucker gets down. Yeah, he bro. is a blood. So I mean, getting yeah, in LA, saying, he probably can't go to LA. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> he's got too many ties. Yeah, I think this off season, the Blazers will swing and miss on every free agent available, and then the Lakers will trade Russ for Dame. That's my early prediction for what will happen, and that move will be a lot better because he can actually shoot the ball and score and take some of that load off of LeBron and AD. Like, Russell Westbrook, in theory, is like, yeah, he scores like 20 points a game. And it's like, yeah, how many shots does he take away from LeBron and AD to get to 20 points, though? Yeah. Like, you need a guy who can get to 20 efficiently. Let LeBron get to 20, let AD get to 20. That's already 60 points, you know, efficiently, as opposed to those yeah. three guys have to take 50 shots each to get to – not really. LeBron doesn't – LeBron and AD don't need that many. But you know what I mean? Like, those guys would have less of a load, and Dame knows how to facilitate as well and get LeBron the ball, and shit, you could let LeBron be on ball, and Dame can shoot off ball. That's the thing. Westbrook can't play off ball because he can't shoot the ball. So he's standing in the corner. LeBron's not even throwing him the ball. <laughs> yeah. If Dame's out there, though, 100%. Hey, man, I was wide open. Oh, I didn't see you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's – I mean, that's – so that's kind of how, how I looked at it, too, was like – because everyone's like, oh, that could be a great trade for them. 
John Wall's better. Like I think they, they said they better had to defensively. Get, they had to give like, him a first too. And right now, their first round pick is going to be a lottery pick. That'd be a dumb pick to give up for John Wall. If they keep sucking, it's gonna, <laughs> if they keep sucking, it's going to be a lottery pick. Normally, you'd look at that and go, "Well, yeah, it's going to be a late round pick anyway." No, it won't be a late pick because they are not good right now. Yeah, I know they're not looking good at all. Yeah. Um, then jumping over to golf, we going over the Waste Management Phoenix Open from last week. Scotty Scheffler takes the dub after being tied with Patrick Cantlay. They go into overtime. They play hole eighteen. Two times, both times, they got par four, par four. And then on the third time, Scheffler hits a birdie. Um, I mean, it just has dashes, so I'm assuming that they said Cantlay doesn't even have to continue. Yeah. So Scheffler taking all that dub, um, 1.476 million. It's almost one and a half. Yeah, almost, a, yeah, one and a half million. 24,000 off, which for him is probably chump change after winning that much. God, and gives him 500 points for his FedEx it's points. My salary. <laughs> oh, 24 million. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that is, huh? Um, but yeah, then Xander Schauffele and Brooksy coming in tied for third at minus 15. Uh, oh, and Thigala tied, minus, or tied for third is minus 15 as well. Um, super close battle all weekend. Um, tenth was minus 12. So, like, not very far off. Very tight, very close all weekend. I'm sure Tim was having a blast. Um, Who's the guy that made the hole in one on 16? I don't even know. You didn't see it? No. Oh, dude made a hole in one on 16, and they threw empty beer cans or possibly full beer cans all over the fucking 16th green. What? Fans, fans lost their shit and started going crazy and just chucking beer cans onto the course. It was electric. The greatest thing I've seen in golf. This is why the Waste Management... Carlos Ortiz. Sure. This is why the Waste Management Open is the best like tournament for fans, I feel like. If you're a golf purist, obviously it's like the Masters, you know? Like there's nothing yeah, yeah. that beats the Masters. I, I but if you're like, I want to go – if you're looking for a golf tournament that is like going and playing golf with the boys, you go to the Waste Management Open. Dude, that shot wasn't even a – like it wasn't like one of those one-offs where it like hits like the fucking edge and like bounces it in. It rolled it's a good bounce. It was a dead straight hit. He literally didn't even, he took his eyes off it. He smacked it, went and picked up his tee, then looked up and was like, oh shit, that's actually really good. You want to know why he probably looked up in the first place? Is because he just heard a bunch of fans losing their shit 300 yards away from him. And he's like, what the fuck's happening? Wow, dude. Yeah. Off the fucking tee box, there's beer cans everywhere. (laughs) All along the fairway. Holy shit. Yeah, we we have to go to a waste management open because it's literally the tournament for the boys. Um, yeah, I'm down for that, dude. And I got a friend that lives there, like, right near there. We can stay there for free, probably. Ooh. That's sick, dude. That's sick. Okay. Yeah, no, I did not know about the hole-in-one. That is crazy cool, though. Okay. Um, and then now kicking off this week. God, it's like the first time we've been able to talk about it in advance. Um, we got the Genesis Invitational. Um, Patrick Cantley just came in second after losing in overtime. As of right now, he's the number he's the number one favorite. Um, in his past six tournaments, he got second, tied for fourth, ninth in the American Express, and in the century, um, he was four. And then the two before that, the Tour Championship and the BMW Championship, he won both of those. Um, so he has two wins in the last six, got a third place, a fourth place. This dude's on fire right now, and he's playing unreal. Um, so he was the number one favorite. I think uh, Xander was two. Taylor Gooch was three. So 
I love that Taylor Gooch has literally gone from a meme to being like an actual like I remember when actual threat. I remember when Tim was like fucking Taylor Gooch and it was like he finished 150th. (laughs) Yeah. And we were like, dude, but his name's Gooch, so we gotta take him. And now he's like actually a competitor. This is why we listen to Tim. This is 100 percent why we listen to Tim when it comes to golf. So I love the fact that Tim knows so much about golf. Yes. Because yeah, guys, we cover this for you, you know. But we don't have anywhere near as much to add into it. As Tim does. Tim knows golf because he's been watching his whole life. So can't wait to have him back to be able to talk more in depth about golf stuff. You know, because he'll be like, hey, I'm going to set this up today. And we're like, all right, cool. So then it makes us prep for it and everything like that. So um, we do like watching golf. We just don't cover it as much. And you know what? I'll take partial blame for that. Okay. All right. Moving over to soccer. Champions League kicking off. They got round one of the, uh, or sorry, leg one of the round of 16s today. Uh, PSG beat Real Madrid in the 94th minute. Who scored that goal? Oh, God. You're on the yeah, game. I'm going to ask you the hard-hitting questions. Uh, do you know it? Is that what you're asking? No. Oh, yeah. That's Kylian why I asked. Mbappe? Kylian Mbappe, yeah. That's, Mbappe. That's, uh, uh, yeah, pretty close. I'm thinking 9.2 out of 10 on that one. Pretty close. He is, like, the best young player in the world. Never heard of him. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> no, PSG uh, taking down Real Madrid. Um, one zip, like I said, in the 94th minute. Mm-hmm. Being able to come and solidify that one. And then the other game today was Man City versus Sporting. Yeah. And Man City won five zip. Yeah. Sport, again, round of 16. There's five some... nil. Yeah, that yeah. works. Uh, yeah, round of 16 is where you get, um, you still, like, so normally there's a, a little bit before round of 16. Uh, but even when you get into the round of 16, there's still, you know, pretty much like, okay, like there's going to be some like teams that probably shouldn't be here, um, but they still are. So that's kind of essentially what that is. You know, I mean, sporting is not bad. You know, it's like Portuguese, like probably yeah. the, the best like club team in Portugal, I'd say. Um, but you still have like fucking FC Salzburg is still in the round of 16 and like that's a team from Germany or like from like yeah. Austria or some shit. That's like not very good. And yeah. they're going to lose to Bayern. They play yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, they're going to lose to Bayern by like three or four goals. I was as say, well. My guess is three. Um, so yeah, so, I mean, that's uh kind of like uh, NFL, the NFC this year. Who was that seventh seed that got in? Doesn't matter. It was the same. What was it was the Eagles. Yeah. It was the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. The same thing. Same thing in the AFC. Yeah, the Steelers got, got in. Steelers got in, you know? Yeah. If the Chargers would have gotten in, would have been a different story. But Ooh, that was a crazy game. I hate my coach. I love my coach. Yeah. <laughs> no, Brandon Taylor's gonna do good for you guys. He is. Um, but yeah, so we will be keeping more updates with Champions League as well. Um, but that wraps it up for this week's sports news that you did not know that you cared about. Beautiful. Love it. Love it. Uh, do you want to jump into MLB or want me to go into NFL? Let's do MLB first, guys. Okay. So, guys, it's been a long-awaited um, MLB right lockout update. The really Guys, there really still isn't too much. Um, the details just haven't really been either released that much. Like, I mean, I've been digging, guys, and I'm sure that I could dig more and find even more stuff about it, but I haven't really found too much. So here's the deal. Um, MLB came out with an offer. MLB Players Association, I'm just going to call them Union, Union rebuttaled. MLB said, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll rebuttal. Give us a day. Well, they didn't. They said, hey, we want a federal mediator to come in. So now a federal mediator, they they don't pick sides, right? They're there to hear and weigh out the options of both sides and come up with a mutual agreement that they think is fair as a third party 
to be like, hey guys, this is where we think is it, it should be from where we were and yada, yada, yada to here now. So MLB said, hey, we want that because they want this shit to get in, like to be finished. Well, the union said, no, we don't want that. Biggest reason I can think of is they're going to look at the old contract, right? The old set of rules, the old agreement, agreement that they had. And they're going to base it off of that, mm-hmm. right? So they're not going to do these drastic changes that the union is trying to ask for. For example, they wanted like $105 million for, for new players. And they, MLB replied with, we'll give you 10. And they said, okay, well, we'll take 100. So they dropped it. 5 million. MLB wanted to do 10 million. Right? So after they denied it, right, some people were like, oh, well, now it's never going to end. Like, that was the answer. Well, you have to think. MLB didn't want them in the first place. So they would have said, okay, cool, we have a federal mediator. That doesn't mean that they still have to agree to anything. So they could have wasted a bunch of time with the, the mediator coming in and be like, hey, well, we think this is fair. And that could have been an extra two weeks where they went and took up all that time and then the union still said, no, nah, yeah, we're still not happy with that. And we're back at square one. So in my opinion, I think it was better that they didn't take it because that just gets it out of the way now. But this last one that the MLB proposed to the union had four major core economic things that they were trying to hit. Minimum salary, the pre-arbitration bonus pool, competitive balance, and service time. Okay? So the minimum salary, they wanted to bump it up to where a single minimum salary, so if you're a rookie coming in, you're making a base salary of $630,000 in 2022, which would mark an increase more than twice as large as the 27500 bump the players received in the first year of the last CBA. So it's a, it's a $60,000 increase from 2021 to 2022. So my question is, is that for MLB or is that for like if you're in AAA? Um, so to my knowledge, that's MLB. That's not AAA. Okay. AAA then, is like, Then yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, AAA is a whole different issue. Okay. Minor leagues, yeah, we'll get into that. But Yeah. So it would be bumping up every single person's pay $63,000 a year. It's really not that much if you guys think about it, but that's uh, there's what there is fifty one guys 40, in the roster. There's yeah, so twelve hundred players because there's forty people per team and there's thirty teams, so twelve hundred players in the MLB. I mean twelve hundred times sixty thousand. But it's not twelve hundred times sixty thousand. It's not because the guys well, no, that are no, not yeah. minimum exactly are already making yeah. more. It won't affect them. It's so only that, gonna affect the guys that are making minimum. That's actually a good point. I didn't even really think about that. Yeah, because it wouldn't be for the ones that are making the big contracts and everything yeah. that is just base minimum salary. And that's in terms of that they are that's their base. So 630 is what they will be making. And then if they come out the rookie year, like Aaron Judge was the one used for example, and they start crushing shit, he can get raises. He can get bonuses up to the owner, you know, manager, whatever, GM's discretion. So I like that one. Minimum salary right off the bat. I think that's fair. Yep. Right? I'm okay with that. Now, pre-arbitration bonus pool. MLB had already agreed to the union's proposal to create a bonus pool funded by the league to reward the top performers in the 0-3 MLS group of players. Sure. I don't know what the fuck that means. MLS means soccer to me, so that's yeah, not I mean, what that yeah. means. But MLS group of players. I don't know what that means. Zero and three MLS group of players? MLB increased its offer from $10 million to $15 million on Saturday. 
the same increase as the union's move from 105 million to 100 million in its last offer. So union said, I want 105 million. Then they reduced it down to 100. MLB said, I'll give you 10 million. And then they bumped it up five to 15 million. Um, so if there's going to be anything that really keeps them from signing, from what I can see so far, it's the pre arbitration bonus pool um, because they're $85 million off of agreeing to a price as of right now. Mm-hmm. So we'll still see, see where that goes. But the league's proposal includes the formation of a joint committee, three MLB reps, and three MLB player association reps to develop a mutually agreeable WAR statistic war to allocate the pool's funds. Um, on average, the top three or the top 30 pre-arbitration players would have increased their salaries by 74% under this proposal. Mm. That's a big-ass game. Yeah, that's a very big-ass game. All right, third one, competitive balance tax. MLB offered to increase the base tax and surcharge thresholds from its prior proposal by $2 million each in 2024. So 220 or 216 million in 2024, 225, god damn it, 2025, 218 million, and then in 2026, 222 million. Additionally, the league made an additional concession to the union by withdrawing its proposal to require clubs over the base tax threshold to forfeit draft picks. Only teams surpassing the $234 million. Jesus Christ, $234 million threshold would be subject to draft pick for, for forfeiture. Forfeiture. God damn it, Kyle. Teams surpassing the $234 million threshold would forfeit second round picks, while teams surpassing the $254 million threshold would lose a first round selection. Based on this proposal, only 14 picks would have been forfeited during the last CBA compared to the 23 picks. 23 picks teams are actually lost. Guys, I'm all over the place with reading this, mm-hmm. so I apologize. But hopefully you guys got that understanding. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fourth one is going to be service time. MLB added draft pick incentives to further de- disincentivize clubs for managing the service time for top prospects. Teams will now potentially have the chance to earn two draft picks per player if the player reaches certain benchmarks in awards voting. Under its proposal made in late January, MLB offered to adjust the eligibility requirement to all players with less than 60 days of service time rather than players with no service or September callips, which would remove any incentive for a team not to use a prospect as an injury replacement during the previous season. In other words, players who receive less than 60 days of service in one season would still be eligible for the next. Okay. Right? So I, I took that as pretty much redshirting. Okay, sure. Football, Run right? the first part of that by me again with awards and what that means. Like, like. So MLB added draft-picked incentives to further disincentivize clubs from managing the service time for top prospects. So teams will now potentially have the chance to earn two draft picks per player if the player reaches certain benchmarks so, in awards voting. So if you have players that are amazing, you get more draft picks? How does that make any sense? Right? If you have a player that reaches certain benchmarks in, in voting and gets, 
however many votes for MVP or Rookie of the Year or whatever, you get more draft picks? That's how I'm reading it. That's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'm reading Imagine if the Rams got an extra draft pick because they won the Super Bowl. Because yeah. or, they, get, they get first or, and 31st. Or not because they won the Super Bowl, but because Cooper Cup was Offensive Player of the Year. Like, you know what? That was killer. You guys get an extra first round pick. It's like, what do you what do you mean? <laughs> like, where where does that pick go? Like, where in the draft lineup does it go? Does it go at the end of a round? Does it go in the middle of a round? Like, how they even come up with that shit makes no fucking sense. Okay, so MLB's Saturday proposal also increased the incentive for clubs to promote top prospects by allowing them to receive both a rule for draft selection and an international selection should an international draft be instituted players have international ex- draft what do you fucking mean players have expressed that's, concern that's just a draft that a single draft pick would not be enough of a reward for teams to promote top prospects rather than managing their service time the MLB is so confusing with when they call guys up and the details about all of it, um, but also the fact that they have a whole international separate thing. Okay. That's like because like in other sports like the NBA, it's like oh you're a top prospect in in basketball. We don't care what country you're from. Are you the minimum age requirement? Okay, cool. You can join the NBA draft. We don't care that you're from France. We don't yeah. care that you're from whatever fucking country. Are you eligible for the draft? Are you good at basketball? You're in the draft. It's not like, well, yeah, you're really good at baseball, but what country are you from? Yeah. So, okay, so the way I'm reading this is for what the MLB had um, proposed to them. And the incentive is if they're top prospects in the minor league, they can't sandbag them pretty much. Okay, so they can't keep them there until like a certain mark and then and, bring and, up the and, next and, like, and like they could. But, but they're they, saying if you promote them – We'll give you an extra draft picks. Okay, cool. Okay, so I, I'm okay with that then. To if, take him to the minors. I'm, I'm okay with that. Because it's yeah, because like, that's another thing too. Is It's like, hey, if you call this guy up that should be rookie of the year and you don't wait on it an extra year and you call him up when you should, then we'll reward you for doing what you should be doing anyways. Yeah. Instead of playing this long game of trying to whatever you're trying to do with minor leagues and get this guy up for his contract or whatever – there's so many games that go on with salary caps and with when you call guys up in baseball. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's fucking nuts. Um, and so Rob Manfred, um, president of MLB, Bitch. says, We have moved towards the players on key areas in an effort to address their concerns. Under our proposal on the table, every single pre-arbitration player would be better off than under the previous agreement. So they're focusing on those guys, which is good. But other issues addressed in Saturday's proposal included... Increasing the Rule 4 signing bonus values and international draft slots to add more than $23 million of additional spending on amateur players as compared to 2019. So big boost there. An NBA-style draft lottery, which is the big one that wasn't on the top economic four, but it's going to be the same thing to avoid teams tanking. Every league should right? have a lottery. Uh, 100,000% that's how it should be. A proposal that players who are drafted after submitting to a pre-draft physical must be offered at least 75% of the slot value associated with their selection and can't be failed by the club on a post-draft physical. Ah. Think of it as the Kumar Rocker rule. Oh, that's the kid from, what, Million Dollar Pitch or some bubble? Whatever that movie is. I fucking Oh, know. no, it's not. It's not. That's that's bullshit completely, and that was kind of racist to me. I heard Kumar Rocker and just thought it was an Indian guy. Uh, <laughs> no. 
Kumar Acker was the kid from Vanderbilt that just got drafted like last year <laughs> that didn't end up playing because he couldn't because his like shoulders fucked up because he was pitched too much at Vanderbilt. My bad. <laughs> that's, that's hey, is that the guy from Life of Pi? I don't know who that guy's from. All right, improvements to my apologies. Package. I swear I'm not racist. <laughs> It made I'm me just, think of White Castle. I'm just a little... Oh, Kyle. <laughs> well, his name is Kumar. He's like, Kumar, what is that, five O's or two U's? <laughs> All right, improvements to the health benefits package. Obviously, that's a huge one. The first ever limit on the number of times a player can be optioned in a season. Five. Prior to this negoti- uh, negotiation, MLB was already the only major North American sport without a salary cap with guaranteed contracts worth $300 million and no limits on the length of contracts players can sign. The current deal being offered by MLB includes a number of concessions that would benefit players in every service category. From draftees, the pool would be more increased would be increased more than $20 million per year, while pre-arbitration players would gain more than $200 million in additional compensation over the term of the agreement. So, I mean, there, there's more and more and more, and I'm not going to get into all that stuff because yeah. that's, that's the, base, the basis of what we're working off of now. Um, this was the one that was um, released on Saturday. I thought I saw something saying that the union still not happy. So of course not. I don't know how how they'll be happy anytime soon. Yeah, and so guys, we're coming up. March thirty first is the uh, opening day. Well, spring training is supposed to start like right now. Yeah, so <laughs> spring training is already going to be delayed heavily, um, and then kicking it off the actual season. It, it's looking like. It's looking like it's going to be delayed, and then that's how I'm taking it at least. Because um, I mean, the players are one going to want to be able to warm up and shit. Because they can't go practice right now. Um, part of the lockout is they can't go practice. They can't even talk to each other. Yeah, they're not allowed to be mingling and everything like that. So, but Commissioner Rob Manfred, I'm oh, sorry, Commissioner of MLB. I said President, but whatever. Yeah, um, he said he's an optimist, and that if this does not happen, it is a disastrous outcome. For this industry. I um, low-key think that's him trying to tell the players, like, hey, maybe you guys should just fucking, you know, yeah. make some concessions and we should get the league rolling because you're hurting your fans. And believe me. I hate Rob Man. They want to make money, but they're good. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be hurting in three months of no games. The players will be. So, that's pretty much MLB. Um, like, little updated recap on what's been going on so far. I don't have the details of the proposals that were from earlier that have been, you know, denied and everything like that. This is the latest one that I know of as of Saturday and the players association is still either making a decision or I think I saw today that they declined it. I don't know, but um, obviously we'll keep on up to date with that, but that's all I've got on the lockout. Logan, you got anything? We can jump it into yours. No, so the last thing I wanted to talk about was this proposal by the MLB um, that they made, which was in order to concede a little bit for the players, um, in order to say, hey, you know, like, well, we'll try to make this money thing work. Here's what we'll do is they they uh, said that they would eliminate hundreds of minor league playing jobs. That one got to me because I was like, so your concession to these to the MLB players is to make less jobs for MLB players. Well, not MLB, but like yeah, but, minor league. But yeah. still, I'm like and, – and like to be fair, do we really need like a single A like league? I don't think so. If you're in the single A, you're probably not getting called up 
anytime soon. Yeah, that, that, anytime that's like soon. my dad's softball team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like you you probably shouldn't be getting paid very much at all. So I understand where the where the MLB is coming from, but if they think that that's the concession that they're going to make, that the players are going to be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. They're like, we are players, and you're telling us that you're going to get rid of jobs for the players to pay us more money. That doesn't make any sense. See, I can see that being a, a tactic, though. Yeah, it's like a scare tactic. No. And it they may- go, well. We don't want to be responsible for hundreds of people losing their jobs. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll take this deal. Yeah, exactly. And that, mm-hmm. that and that's the thing to me is I'm like, the MLB, like, I think they knew what they were doing. But at the same time, it's like, you really think the players yeah. are going to accept that deal? Like, no, they're not going to take that deal. Like, that was a deal that was thrown out that was, like, not really for the players to accept, but to make the players think about things it a little more. It was to swing your big dick and go, hey. We can get rid of jobs yeah, to make to pay, pay you guys, guys more money. Way more. Yeah, we'll like, get rid of half the money. Yeah, yeah. And all it did was make the players go, "Oh, you motherfuckers!" It only pissed them off more. Yeah, they're probably like, "Here's all the money you guys want. It's all right here." These guys that would probably never make it to the league anyways. If you're playing in single A or double A, realistically, you're either very injured and coming back from an injury, right, or you have n- almost no chance of making it to the league. Oh, right, yeah. like the vast majority of guys that make it to the league just start in like double A immediately out of the draft or in you know triple yeah, yeah. kind of that's where you start out and just work your way through. It's not like MLB the show where you start out in single A and you mash 50 homers in 23 <laughs> yeah. games and it's like, all right, I guess we should call this guy up. Yeah, like, I guess we should call this guy up to double A. That's not how it works, yeah. <laughs> you know. Like, so for I understand like what the MLB is saying is like, there's all this money, we essentially just give guys money. Um, in that same deal, they were like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, these players make more money than the team. Like, the teams lose money paying guys to be in these minor leagues, you know. Yes. And it's, like, understandable. Like, I get that. Like, the te- they're like, hey, we have more money for you to, like, work with in the league if we stopped paying these guys that will probably never make it to the league. But it's like. You're not going to deny these guys the chance of chasing their dream. You never know which one of those guys is going to be the one that makes it from single A and works his way up. Like, you don't know who that's going to be. But at the same time, like, if that's what you're doing, like, probably, you know, would do just the same in, like, your whatever league, you know. Like, if you you were really good at baseball, like, you either made a bad decision and entered the draft way too early and you should have played college a couple years or, like, you know, there's a couple things. It's like if you're yeah. playing in single A and trying to work your way up, you probably just made a bad decision with when you entered the MLB. Yeah. Because you're not going to be peaking at 28. <laughs> you know, like, no, it doesn't that's really. exactly it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, I don't know, I, I kind of took that as like America, right? Yeah. Being like, hey guys, no more taxes. But we're going to nuke Georgia. <laughs> and everyone's like, well, fuck, okay, I'll pay taxes then, I guess. Like, they're not willing to sacrifice. Pretty much one of their own, just to get better pay. Yeah, they won't. They don't want that on their hands. So. Yeah, but uh, yeah, dude. So that's that's MLB lockout right now. Update. Lovely. Um, now obviously football's my jam, dude. So yep. let's talk about some quarterbacks. Dude. All right, so we're gonna talk about quarterbacks, and the reason I want to talk about quarterbacks is because I feel like the success of ninety percent of teams and Super Bowl champions is based off quarterbacks. You have the occasional team that wins a championship or wins a Super Bowl based off of defensive play and guys around that in a running game, right? Like the Eagles against Patriots and, you know, the Ravens back in the day when they won their 
their Super Bowl, like not their last one, but the one before. Uh, well, you could probably throw the last one into. Yeah. Um, Joe Flacco didn't win them that Super Bowl. Um, but I want to talk about it because Joe Flacco. Yeah, I want to talk about it because as of right now, I think there's a very like distinct difference between the two leagues and two conferences and where they're headed as far as uh, quarterback play goes and what that might mean for the future of the NFL. Maybe not immediately, but I'm talking like five to ten years from now. Yeah. So I kind of want to just go through uh, starting with the NFC and then we'll do the AFC as far as where the future of these quarterback situations are. Um, so let's start with – I'm just going to go every, through every division here. So NFC North, obviously Aaron Rodgers for probably two more years, right? Like I think he comes back to, to Green Bay. After that, you don't really know what he does. Yeah. But I think right now Aaron Rodgers is easily the best quarterback in the NFC, arguably, arguably probably best quarterback in the NFL, Okay regardless of conference because of his age, his experience and his play. So Aaron Rodgers is the guy in the NFC North after that. Yes. Kirk cousins, Jared Goff, Justin Fields. I will give the, the credit for of he's very young, but he also plays for the bears and they have a very high chance of just fucking his career. <laughs> right. Just, just, not signing Allen Robinson back, not getting him any more weapons, not running an offense that makes any sense for a young quarterback. They might just fuck his career up. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to think that Justin Fields has a future in the NFL, but you don't know with how the Bears run their run their organization. So right there off the bat, that's one conference down, and you have one quarterback or one sorry one division down, and that's one quarterback that you can say for the next like few years maybe is going to be really good for that conference as a whole. Yeah. Uh, NFC East is Dak, and that's it. Again, that's it. It's just Dak. Uh, Daniel Jones is absolute dog shit. Uh, Jalen Hurts is not a good quarterback. Uh, the the football team, or sorry, the Commanders are going to be drafting a quarterback. Who they end up drafting, I don't know. Um, mock drafts have him getting like Kenny Pickett, maybe as like the second quarterback off the board. Sure, Kenny Pickett's not a good quarterback as far as the NFL standards go. So that's not going to be their answer. They're going to have to wait until another year, maybe farther down the line, to try to find their quarterback. Um, and that's it for the NFC. So right now we're through two, two divisions, and we have two quarterbacks. Now Dak will be good for a long time. I was going to say. Dak will be good for a long time. I'm not going to take that away from him. He's still fairly young as far as NFL standards go. This is, what, his fifth season? Fifth or sixth. I don't know exactly how much, but um, so NFC South, the NFC South is the division in all of football that has the most question marks. There are no quarterbacks in the NFC South that I trust. No, it's Matt Ryan as the best quarterback right now. That's it. And he's, and he's not great. He's a few more years. Yeah, exactly. He's going to retire in a few years after that. Uh, Carolina needs to draft a quarterback right now. I think they're projected to get Malik Willis, who I love because he looks just like Lamar Jackson. Um, as far as as far as like how he runs the ball and he just chucks the football down the field, great. Um, so I love the guy, but <laughs> why are you laughing? I just thought of the Kumar thing. No, it's not racist. Yeah. It's not racist. It's not because he's black. <laughs> <It's>, it, <laughs> he reminds me of Lamar Jackson. I shouldn't have said looks like. He reminds no. me of Lamar Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> um. So okay, Malik Willis. Maybe ends up in Carolina. Maybe they draft Kenny Pickett. Maybe they go somewhere else. We'll have to see. Um, but they have huge question marks at quarterback because it's obviously not Sam Darnold. 
the Bucks, you know, just lost Tom Brady, obviously. You know, if he comes back in a couple of years, we don't know. But it won't be this year. And even if he does come back, it'll be for like a season or two. It's not for a long-term plan. I, if, if he does not come back next season, he's not coming back. I don't see him taking one whole year off and then coming back at 46 years old to play football. I don't see it. I agree with you. Um, so we'll have to see what he does. But regardless, the Bucks are going to have to be looking for a quarterback. There are rumors that they're looking for Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson in I trades saw right now. I saw Deshaun. And that- Either one of those would make a lot of sense. It would help the NFC out a lot, but not really if they get Russell Wilson because that's the same conference. So it's not like it's really helping them more than the AFC. Um, but if they get Deshaun, hey, that's awesome. Uh, but what would they have to give up well, is no, my question there. But they have Trask, right? And? <laughs> I, I thought I saw an article saying Mike Evans came out and said, hey, Brady's, Brady's gone. He goes, but I got faith in, in what we have. He kind of has to say that, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, but. <laughs> he can't sit there and be like, man, Tom Brady's gone. We are fucked because they just drafted Kyle Trask. <laughs> but we haven't seen anything from him. He looked you know, okay in preseason. He looks okay in preseason. Mac Jones looked pretty good. Justin Fields looked pretty good. Yeah, Mac Jones, dude. He ended up being a stud. And Kyle Trask looked like nothing. So. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I see the point that I caught myself in. Yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll have to see what happens there. Um, and then, and then what? This, the, uh, it's the Saints and the Falcons. Or, sorry, Saints. That's the only team that's left. Yeah, Saints. Saints. And it's. Jameis, and listen, I love Jameis, but he is not an answer long term. <laughs> Jameis no, is Jameis is short term. <laughs> Jameis is a guy that you just love having around because he's just he's just great. But he doesn't win you football games. He wins you as many as he loses, and that's you. You don't and you can't you, win a Super Bowl. You don't succeed like that. Um, Dude, if Jameis got to a Super Bowl, everyone would be rooting for whatever team. After had. like being injured two weeks, and somehow they moved, they won without him for two weeks and got to a Super Bowl. Because they, yeah, instead of Bro, going, he's throwing seven tutties. In the Super Bowl. Instead of going nine and eight, they go eleven and six because yeah, his yeah. backup won two games. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with you on that. Um, so yeah, that's the NFC South. So many question marks, and there's no long term plans there. Not even right? close. And and so now we're through three divisions in the NFC, and there's two quarterbacks. One long term. One long term. NFC West is where things get interesting because you have Russell Wilson, obviously, right? Question marks, though. Russell Wilson obviously is great, and he's still decent. He's in, like, the prime of his career-ish, right? He's getting towards the end of his prime and getting into where it's, like, the twilight of his career. So you don't know how long he's going to last, you know, realistically, how many more years. Um, But you also are concerned about what he wants as far as where he wants to play. Yeah. Because he he's kind of already hinted at the fact that he wants out of Seattle. Yeah. So you're concerned about that. Um, you have Kyler, who on paper is like, yes, and then also deleted every picture of the Cardinals off his Instagram. And you're like, fuck. That's a question mark now, too, that we didn't expect to have. Dude, if, if you have some shit come out saying that you're a negative person for the team, by your own team, you're not usually on that team for much longer. Exactly. And... And so we're it's gonna be curious about like where he ends up if he ends up going anywhere. Maybe it's a few years from now. Julio, Julio did the same thing. Julio did hit, you know delete everything from Instagram, and then two years later he got traded. So you don't know exactly yeah. like what's gonna happen, how long it's gonna take, how long is he gonna be on the Cardinals? Can he and D Hop, him and D Hop, be the answer long term, like for great success? I don't think so. You have to have more than one weapon, is the thing. 
Yeah, that's the thing, dude, because Diop didn't do shit last season. Well, he put up decent numbers, but like they didn't win as many games as you thought that Kyler Murray and Hop would have. And they got A.J. Green, and he played really well, way better than he did two years ago when he was in Cincinnati, so that's great. But they don't have another star, right? Those are the guys that win, right? The Rams, granted, obviously, with injuries hitting them, but they had Odell and Cooper Cup, you know? And Tyler Higby's a really good tight end, but... So, so D-Hop last year had 542 catches. That's it? 572 yards and eight touchdowns. See, the, you would expect him to put up twice all of those numbers. So the year before that, he had 115 yeah. for 1,407 with two less touchdowns. Yeah, because, it, yeah, he, he didn't have Deshaun throwing the ball. Yeah, but, Wow. Yeah, so you expect more out of D-Hop and Kyler Murray, especially with Kyler Murray, who's a great young quarterback. So we'll have to see. We have to see about all that. Um, Matthew Stafford, obviously amazing. How many more years does he have? He won his Super Bowl. How many more years does he realistically have? And then you have Trey Lance. And Trey Lance is probably the biggest question mark. Him and Justin Fields in the NFC, you go, okay, that's maybe the future of the NFC. You would hope if you're like thinking long-term like for the conference that it's Justin Fields leading the Bears. It's Trey Lance stepping in for the Niners, maybe not finding immediate success, but two or three years from now being a solid quarterback that if he's good enough, Jimmy G level, he can take them back to the Super Bowl potentially, right? Bears obviously have a lot more work to do with Justin Fields, but that's it. That's it for the NFC. Okay, so in the NFC, we have long-term, we have Dak, Russell Wilson, Ish. Okay. Ish. Trey Lance. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray and Justin Fields. And the last two, Trey Lance and Justin Fields, being question marks. Yes, being question marks. So we have three and two question marks. Three and two question marks, but you also have question marks about Russ and Kyler. Yeah, which, I mean, it's fair. I mean, I I said it all last season, dude. When when does it come to the point where we start blaming Russell Wilson for the Seattle Seahawks? Yeah, well, he plays great the first couple weeks of the season or first half of the season, and then he stops playing great. And it's like, okay, sure. But, I mean, like, he won Super Bowls. You can't be the guy and and be a great all-time and not consistently play well throughout the whole season. Like, Brady doesn't do that. Rodgers doesn't do that. Rodgers, you know, Rodgers plays consistently well until he gets to the playoffs. But Yeah, and then he chokes, but... Yeah, because Stafford, four more years, max. You know, if he does, if they don't, if they, because he's been what now eleven seasons with the Lions or something like that. Something now like this that. is his twelfth season, and he won a Super Bowl. If they drop off drastically next year, it wouldn't shock me if he just retired. Yeah, he got the win. I, I and I'm saying that as not like I think the Rams are going to drop off drastically. Yeah, but if they, but yeah, if Aaron yeah. Donald retires and Andrew Whitworth retires and. They don't have OBJ, and if Robert Woods isn't the same after his ACL injury, there's so many question marks. So if, I'm not saying they if will. If Aaron but Donald retires, that's a whole new team. Exactly, it is. That's a whole new team. And, and they can't pay Von Miller, and they can't pay Odell, and so they're going to have Robert Woods coming off an ACL injury. I'm not <laughs> saying that it's going to be bad. I'm, I'm just saying there is a possibility that it happens. I don't want it to happen, but I'm saying they have to still – answer all those questions you know do you find someone in the draft that replaces von miller do you find some do you hope that van jefferson can be at that odell not exactly but like play similar level of football to odell as a third receiver and that robert woods comes back from his acl very well like you have those question marks that you have to answer as the rams and if they don't then i wouldn't blame matthew stafford he's like i got my ring i i i i'm i'm out 
Yeah. Like, I wouldn't blame him for doing that. He's gotten his ass kicked, dude, for yeah. so many years. And he made his money. Like, he's fine. So you have, have those questions answered. But, okay. But definitely not long term. Yeah. So, Dak with possibly Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. And then hopefully and Justin then Fields and Trailers. Two question marks. So we're looking at a top. From what we know now, mm-hmm. obviously other quarterbacks can be drafted in five years. But from what we know now, we have potentially best case scenario, five Long-term quarterbacks yes. in, in the NFC. So then you go to the AFC. Holy shit. So then we go to the AFC. And we'll do the same thing. North, East, South, West. Let's start in the AFC North, and you have Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson. My prediction right now, because we're going to be doing this 20 years from now, we'll still have this podcast going on. Yeah. Joe Burrow is going to have at least five or six more Super Bowls that he's in. That's, 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 I wouldn't, that's I my wouldn't, prediction. I wouldn't doubt that. I think the AFC is tough, though, and that's what makes it hard. Because you're saying that means he's going to beat out Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Justin Herbert and whoever else five or six times, which I wouldn't I wouldn't out doubt. Out of, out of like fifteen, sure. Six out of fifteen. Five or six out of fifteen. All right. Four, four. Okay. Four for sure. But still, that you know that that's that's impressive if he does that. And then you don't know who else comes in as young quarterbacks, right? Kind yeah. of a deal. But Lamar and I and I'm going to throw Lamar Jackson in there because. Prior to Lamar Jackson getting injured, he was having a ridiculous season with no wide receivers. Stupid good season. Imagine if Lamar Jackson had wide receivers to throw the fucking football to. Imagine if Lamar Jackson had that, that didn't drop the ball. Imagine if he had Lamar if if he had sorry Jamar Chase and T Higgins instead of Sammy Watkins and Hollywood Brown. Yeah, like Hollywood Brown is not a star wide receiver. He's just fast. Yeah, he can just. That's all he does. He just drops I, the ball. I think Rashad Bateman's a good pick. I think he'll pan out long-term. They need to go wide receiver again in the first round, especially with how heavy wide receiver this class is. Um, so, I mean, Grant, you know, all that considered, I think Lamar Jackson should have a great career, right? And he should be – he already won an MVP. He should be a guy that is considered one of the top you know, level quarterbacks because of his unpredictability. Whether you want to say all he does is run the ball or whatever, it brings a dynamic to the position that can't be matched anywhere else in the league. Um, and Joe Burrow has obviously already showed in two years, one and a half years, how good he can be, especially with Jamar Chase, especially with T. Higgins. Get him an offensive line, see what he can really do. <clears throat> so that's it. After that, I mean, it's it's Baker Mayfield, who's dog shit, and then whoever the Steelers draft at quarterback, which doesn't make a difference. Dude, and, and, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it next week because I want to be able to do, like, our uh... – Kind of like where we stand with what we predicted over this last season of football and everything. Mm-hmm. The number one thing that Tim was right about all season was right with the draft, with the Bengals going Jamar Chase and how much he loved that pick. Yeah, and we were like, <laughs> "So no, they need O line, yeah, but the that connection." Made sense, but it was it, oh it was God. a pick that in the moment you go, "Yeah, they need a, they need an offensive line to protect Joe Burrow right now." Yeah, but when you think about it long term, which I don't think this is how Tim was thinking at all, but I'll give him <laughs> yeah. the credit for it. Um, is when you think long term, you go, "Yeah, but you won't find that receiver that he's going to have that easy chemistry connection with immediately, and then you can get offensive lineman later." Yeah, if you get an offensive lineman now, it's like great, but are we going to find that other wide receiver that would have been Jamar Chase? Probably not. Yeah. So it makes way more sense long term. But that wraps it up for AFC North. So we'll move into AFC East. And when you talk about the AFC East, you have two more quarterbacks come immediately to mind. And you start with Josh Allen. And Josh Allen is right up there with Aaron Rodgers as far as best quarterback talents in the NFL. 
He makes ridiculous plays every fucking game. He was one coin toss away from being in the AFC Championship game. Maybe the Bills play that game differently. You don't know. Regardless of the point, Josh Allen is going to be amazing for however long. He is a future in this NFL. Mac Jones. I I know it's a rookie year, but I'm not afraid to say that he has the potential to be just not 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 Tom Brady, but like that kind like a similar career path where it's like <laughs> play good enough and do the right things and you could find yourself in Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl under Bill Belichick. Now, again, question marks of how long is Bill Belichick coach and things like that. And Josh McDaniels isn't going to be their offensive coordinator. What does that mean? There's question marks still. But I think Mac Jones does things the right way as a quarterback and makes the right reads and doesn't take too many risks and plays a very safe style of football that wins you football games. So I agree with that 100%. And the thing with Belichick is I think he's found that he has another, again, I don't want to say the words, but. He has another Tom Brady. It, yeah, exactly. It's right? not like we're not when we say this, we're not saying that Mac Jones is Tom Brady. We're saying they are very similar in how they play quarterbacks. Yes. They they do what they need to do to win. And it's by not making mistakes. You know, they're productive with their offense. So I mean, I think Billichek's gonna go, huh. Well, that motherfucker Tom has seven Super Bowls and I've got six. <laughs> you know? So he's like, hmm. He can say he's great. Because he went to a different team and he won a Super Bowl his first year in a different conference with a team that was unrealistic with to the win amount the Super of talent Bowl. they had. The year before. Yeah. You know, and they had the unrealistic amount of talent, and he was able to come in there and be the missing piece that they were looking for for so long. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that's a great thing to be able to say on a resume when you're a quarterback. But now Belichick can go, okay, well, I can prove that it wasn't just him. Because I'm going to make another Tom Brady. Yeah. You know, and that's that's essentially what he has the potential to do here. So I think Belichick's going to coach for a long time, as long as Mac Jones is panning out to be who we think he's going to be. You know, if, if in three years he's a dud, then I think he retires. Yeah. If in three years they've already won a Super Bowl, I think Belichick is going to stay with the Or they made a Super Bowl, or yes. they made an AFC Championship game, and yeah. things like that. Or they've yeah. showed actual promise consistently. I think Belichick coaches for a long time. But go to the other two teams. Okay, so the other two teams are dog shit right now, right? It's Tua, who's who's trash and is not the answer, and then Zach Wilson, who, again, it's only been a rookie year. Not good. He's not good. He is very bad at football. I don't think that he should be – God, it hurts me to say it because I watched his college film, and I was like, God, this kid has so much arm talent. Man, he sucks at reading NFL defenses. He's so bad. So He goes, I'm going to throw to this guy. No way somebody cuts him off. Yeah. Oh, wow, there was a guy right there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't see that safety. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, Zach Wilson's not the guy. Two is not the guy. Um, but you still have, through two divisions, we have four quarterbacks that I think are very realistic long-term plans. And four elites. I'll go as far as saying that they all have easy potential to be elites. Three with, of them are already elite. And you would say Jackson? Yeah, right? Lamar Jackson. Because yeah. obviously Burrow and Josh Allen. Yeah. I, Lamar Jackson has an MVP. You can't tell me he's not elite. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. I think he's a for sure three. Mac Jones is his rookie season. It's too hard to tell if it's a fluke or not. I don't think it will be. No, and I, think I don't. He will I don't be think one of those consistent people. Absolutely. Um, by the way, uh, Jets. If you throw five thousand dollars right now for them to win the Super Bowl, pays out one million dollars. Yeah, and and that's fair because you would just be throwing <laughs> away five thousand. You might as well just set five thousand dollars on fire. Dude, if I was rich, you know I would bet that. Yeah, that's... I love payouts. All yeah. right. 
Um, okay, so then we'll move into the AFC South. AFC South, man, the South of the NFL is just awful, okay? Because the AFC South also has no one. Because uh, Ryan Tannehill, not a realistic long-term great, right? He'll do enough to lose you a game in the playoffs. That's about it. Then you have uh, Davis Mills. Man, he would win awards if they gave out awards for longest neck in the NFL. <laughs> and then Deshaun Watson. Where does Deshaun Watson end up? That's the question mark. Does he end up with the, the Bucks? What do they have to give up? Does he end up with Miami? Does he end up with Pittsburgh? That's two out of the three teams that are AFC teams. So if we're talking about where Deshaun Watson ends up, there's a good chance he just stays in the AFC, and the AFC get, stays as good as it is or I gets think, better. I think he should jump to the Colts. That's still an AFC team. I I, the Texans would absolutely never send him to the Colts. <laughs> yeah. But I see what you're saying. I, <laughs> I see what you're saying. Um, and then after that is Carson Wentz, who won't even be on the Colts next year because they've yeah. already said they're going to cut him or trade him. Um, and no one's trading for Carson Wentz, so they will be cutting him. Um, you're not giving up. Yeah. <laughs> first He's of on all, the market. <laughs> first of all, first of all, if a team tells you we're either trading him or cutting him, it's like so you're telling me I could give up assets and get him, or I could not give up those assets and also Wait till he gets get cut him. And yeah. <laughs> so it makes no sense. He won't be on the Colts. I don't know where he goes. He doesn't move the needle for any teams though. So there's no run really in the AFC. Oh, and then Trevor Lawrence, who looked awful this year. But it's on the Jags. It was with Urban Meyer. It was with almost no weapons. He had no one to throw the football to. His star running back got hurt like three-quarters of the way through the season. Um, so it's just kind of yeah, – Trevor Lawrence is – I would put him in the same group as Justin Fields and Trey Lance. Where yeah. It's like I want to see more from him. I want to see if they do fuck him up or if he is really going to be great because I think Trevor Lawrence has all the intangibles to be a really great fucking quarterback in the NFL. He's, he's tall enough. He can read defenses. He can see over the offensive line. He has the arm strength. But at the same time, he does make a lot of throws that are just kind of taking chances and hoping that receivers make plays. So he could go either way. I could see him being a bust. I could see him being amazing. Um, that's, that's the AFC South. It's just like the NFC South. So there's one question mark. That's it. One question mark. The other three guys are like, okay, whatever, move on. Oh, well, Deshaun, I guess two questions. marks. Okay, but yeah, exactly. Where does he end up? Yeah. AFC West, another two guys. It's Mahomes, who you put on that level with Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers, and then Justin Herbert, who you put on the same level as Joe Burrow. Right, you you put him right up there with Joe Burrow. Yep. So whatever you want to say about Burrow, you have to say about Herbert as well. So those two guys, right now, through the through the AFC, there's two in the AFC North, two in the AFC East, two in the AFC West. That's six guys that I am for sure confident Locks. will be great five to ten years from now. Will still be great five to ten yeah. years from now. And, and in the NFC, we have one. one, and you have two question marks, and then two rookie question marks. Like, so that's what I'm saying. And then as far as the other two quarterbacks, it's it's the AFC West. So you have uh, Derek Carr, who, hey, I love Derek Carr. I'm not going to shit on Derek Carr. Like, I wish he did more than just wear, like, mascara to make himself, like, stand out as a quarterback. Um, but then – and then the Broncos is, is Drew Locke, who obviously isn't the answer. Teddy Bridgewater, who's not a long-term answer, so they might be drafting a quarterback. They might trade for Deshaun Watson. You don't know. There's three of the four teams that are in the running for Deshaun Watson – or in the AFC. So Deshaun Watson most likely stays in the AFC unless he gets convicted and never plays in the NFL again. So, <laughs> you know, that that's where that stands. But I think realistically right now, when you look at the two conferences and compare them, it's hard. It's very hard for me to say that five to ten years from now, the AFC will not be dominating 
the NFL and winning five or six Super Bowls in a row, or maybe the NFC sneaks one in and, you know, the AFC wins five out of six Super Bowls. Like, I'm not, I wouldn't be shocked if that happened. And that's what, that's where I'm kind of, that's the point that I'm ultimately getting at here. I brought up all these divisions and all of these quarterbacks and where they're going to make this point of the AFC having this place of being utterly dominant in a few years when Rodgers is gone, when, you know, Russell Wilson isn't the same guy, when you don't know about Kyler Murray, when you don't know about, um, I mean, Dak is obviously Dak, but that's really all the question marks. When you don't know if Trey Lance and Justin Fields will be amazing. Yeah. But you do know that Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson and Josh, like, you just it just keeps going for the yeah. AFC. So that's the main point that I'm trying to make with this. Um, very long-winded to get there. I understand that. No, but but still, I, wanted, I wanted to go over all the quarterbacks. I really think that the AFC will be so dominant. In a, in five years, dude, I'm just I'm I'm so excited for next year because I feel like next year is gonna be such a fun season of football. Yeah, I agree with, with you. All of these quarterbacks that have been proving themselves now, and they're really just being able to find the way, like Justin Herbert specifically, mm-hmm. right? Coming off this first season where the defense lost you guys six games, right? Yes. Like they should have been in the playoffs this first year. Our coach playing. lost this one. Yeah, and then this one, you know, it's. But everyone's coming into their own way. I would say the biggest difference between Burrow and Herbert is I think Burrow has more confidence. I think he's, I think he walks around with more confidence. Burrow has a like twice as big cock as Justin Herbert. I don't think that Justin Herbert would disagree with me on that. I think Burrow has the biggest cock in the NFL. Oh, he, maybe the history of the NFL. Uh, AJ Lamar Dillon. Jackson. AJ Dillon. Oh no, yeah, definitely AJ <laughs> Dillon. But as far as quarterbacks go, <laughs> like Joe Burrow. Very well might have the largest penis in, in the NFL. Yeah, dude. Like, there's there's nothing that phases him. Um, like, as a rookie, as a second-year guy walking in, he was his second year, winning your first playoff game, and the team hasn't won a playoff game in, like, 31 years. And, it's, and he walks in after the win, and everyone's celebrating, and he's like, you guys just need to get used to this because this is where we're going to be at. And that's your second-year quarterback telling you that? Like, shit, man. That's ridiculous. Dude, I would I would give up. A star player for McPherson. That's great. Him him watching the halftime show at the Super Bowl instead of going to the locker room is so fucking baller. <laughs> I love that kid so much. He's like, fuck that, dude. Guys, we're doing all right. I'm going to watch the show. I, I, I was telling Brittany about that. I was like, yeah, the kicker just watched the halftime show. And he was like, why was he in the locker room? And I'm like, "He's like, Who was the, what are they going to tell the kicker in the locker room? They don't yeah. give a shit. He's even in the locker room. And He's he like, knows um, that. Guys, I've already put up like six points, and I haven't missed a field goal. So. Yeah, I haven't missed a field goal all playoffs. Yeah, I mean, he set records, you know. But anyway, so yeah, I would love McPherson. But um, with everything that you have said, I agree 100%. The AFC is going to be a dominant um, elites 15, 12 years from now when we see the new wave of elites retiring like we just did with Drew Brees and Peyton Manning and... Um, Tom Brady and then Aaron Rodgers is gonna be soon. It's like, gonna be a stretch of Big Ben. Yeah, when 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 Lamar is retired and Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and Mahomes and Josh Allen and all these guys are retiring within the same like three or four years, most likely, those Hall of Fame classes are gonna be amazing, and the league will be going through another whole dynamic shift, and we'll have to see who the next generation of quarterbacks are. And it's kind of scary that we're already looking ahead at it, and it's 10, 15 years from now, but like. That's realistically what we're going to do. There's some kid in fucking seventh grade right now that's going to be the face of the NFL. Dude, I'll be 42 when Mahomes retires. <laughs> Probably around then. <laughs> yeah. 
of three kids. So I'll be an alcoholic and extremely <laughs> depressed. Oh, God. No, but seriously, though. Um, yeah, no, I, I love that you brought this up because it is going to be killer. Um, I'm excited for us to do one that we said um, for, like, preseason next year. Yeah, just um, some tears. Over our, you know, our stuff and... I'd like to do that with like just a bunch of other positions, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'll be a very interesting um, next few years. I, I think the next few years are really what's going to be key. If the NFC can get a couple more right, maybe Rogers can get another one right. If they put everything in, the, if they pull the Rams and go all legs in a, in the basket for one year, one shot to get a Super Bowl. The maybe, Rams have shown me that a first round pick means nothing. Yeah, yeah. Von Miller was an absolute threat. The entire, entire postseason. The entire postseason. He was because when I watch Aaron Donald repeatedly yeah, be double teamed, teams. yeah, double, triple teamed, and he's still trying to put pressure, but all that means is that Von Miller now and uh, Lloyd are coming in from the sides. And I mean, or, or another guy, like I don't know number 50's name. I wish Tim was here. But number 50 had that huge sack because he just shed Joe yeah. Mixon so easily. Yeah, and he went down. Um, yeah, I don't remember his name. But either way. Guys like that get more opportunities because Aaron Donald's taking up two extra blockers. Yeah. So, I mean, and then... Less guys are running routes because you have to keep someone in to chip him. And then, as you guys saw in the Super Bowl, um, they take advantage. Yes. You know, so... Um, yeah, I don't know. Tons to talk about. We'll, we will get into that, but... Yeah, these are conversations that we're going to be having for years. Yeah. I wanted to bring it up now because I think it's so obvious right now after Brady retires... Ben Roethlisberg wasn't the same, but after Big Ben retires, like you have a lot of Drew Brees just retired, you know, last year. Like there's a lot of guys that are leaving the league right now that you sit back and you look at and you go, man, it leaves a lot of question marks. There's a lot of holes, and then you look at one side of the league and you go, there's not very many question marks there. Well, it's funny, dude, because every single one of those teams too has no, no future, like no, no short future for where they have quarterback. Yeah. These are people that invested everything into their elite quarterbacks and never plan- and never prepared for their retirement. Yeah. Which to me blows my mind. Yeah, exactly. Blows it, my mind. Um, even you guys, you don't have a future after Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Jordan Love is not the guy. He's um, not. He's not. And it, it, it's kind of a shame. He threw 10 TDs yesterday. So. Yeah, okay. In Madden, yeah. Yeah. Madden on rookie, he's <laughs> probably the GOAT. But in real life, he... No, dude, it's... Uh, again, man, I've been blessed. I've been blessed as a Packers fan, dude. Favre yeah. to Rodgers. We only have two Super Bowls in my lifetime, right? And one of them was when, was when I was two in 96 with Brett Favre and Mike Holgram, right? The other one was with McCarthy and Rodgers in 2010. There's only two I've, I've, I've experienced, right? But we've been a dominant team for most of that time. Yeah. You know, we've always had a Hall of Fame quarterback in my lifetime. So with him going away... It's going to be pretty upsetting um, if Jordan Love hasn't been taking notes and hasn't been. but And it hurts more because you traded up for him instead of just getting Rodgers more weapons. It hurts more, in my opinion. So. Oh, it only hurts more. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't, I don't want to. No, I know. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. But, yeah, so we have legends leaving the game. And it's going to be weird watching the teams of the legends just do so bad for the next five years. Yeah, unless the but but then that's the thing is like the Bucks are like, oh, we'll try to get Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson, and it's like, what are you gonna have to give up to get him? Can you re-sign Chris Godwin if you get him? Now it's just Mike Evans. If you yeah. if you don't if you lose Chris Godwin, you already lost Antonio Brown. You obviously you already lost Gronk. He's not coming back without Brady. Gronk says he wants to go play for uh, the Bengals. 
Yeah, go play with Joe Burrow. Absolutely. I wouldn't fucking oh blame him. Oh, my God. Wouldn't blame him. But, imagine? But that's the thing. So it's like now if you're the Buccaneers, you're sitting there and you're going, hey, we're going to go get another quarterback. It's going to be just – we're getting Deshaun Watson. It's like Tom Brady never left. And it's like, right, but you also lost Chris Godwin. You also lost Gronk. And you also lost, you know – So Godwin else. won't be the one leaving, I don't think. Because they said that they want to do everything to keep him. Because he is the Levante David of the offense. Okay, that's so. I, I think they're going all in on Godwin. Then they can't which, afford Deshaun Watson. Exactly. They can't afford Russell Wilson. But they would have a good argument with Deshaun Watson, though. They'd say, "Hey, you're a sack of shit, dude." But they can't afford his contract. Take a hundred bucks. <laughs> no, because they, they haven't trade for him on his current contract. <laughs> like, oh, all right, I'll take the hundred. They bucks. have to trade for him on his current contract. I know, though. but. Yeah, That's so the thing. I, I don't. I don't see how they do it. I mean, they might unless they have to, they have to give up pieces on defense to I mean, do because it because they can franchise tag Godwin, right? Yeah, and they that could would save them money. Uh, yeah, but they're gonna have to. What's the franchise tag for wide receiver right now? It's still like fourteen, fifteen million dollars. I was gonna say I thought it was higher, but yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see where the Bucks go, where some of these teams go in the NFC as far as trying to find answers for guys that are leaving, but. I just don't see it realistically happening. I can see the Dolphins, and, and that's the thing, is is the Bucks don't have a, a reasonable young piece to give up. And I don't think that the Texans are really thinking like we need a quarterback right now because Davis Mills played fine for them. 16 mil for 16 wide for wide receiver franchise yeah. tag. So if you're sitting there and saying like what are these teams willing to trade for for these guys, right? If you're the Seahawks, someone's going to have to give you a young quarterback. If you're the Texans, maybe someone doesn't have to give you a young quarterback. Maybe you trust Davis Mills for another year. He did play well. I shit on him every fucking week. He played way better than anyone expected him to. Yeah. So the Texans maybe don't need a young quarterback, right? But where does Jimmy G end up? Does he start somewhere that doesn't move the needle for anybody? He'll be a starter. Somewhere. He'll be a starter somewhere, yeah. but like it won't make it. He'd probably start for the Bucks or some shit, and they'll lose, you know, twelve games, but. Won't really make too much of a difference, yeah. you know. I wouldn't be surprised if you end up in Tampa Bay, honestly, um, or or um, well, Pittsburgh. Did you see but. about Tom Brady saying, "Hey, if I come out of retirement," he said he would love to play for the Niners. I'm not surprised. There's so when when the season ended for the Packers, I think, or something along those lines. Like Chad texted me, and I was like, "I think he either goes to the Broncos or the 49ers if he leaves the Packers." I'm talking about Brady. I know. But okay. what I'm saying is Brady or Rodgers, like, they both have ties to the Niners because they're both Cali kids. Yeah. So it's like the Niners are probably in this great spot of, like, fuck, we'll give up Trey Lance if we can get Tom Brady for a year. We'll give up Trey Lance if we can get Aaron Rodgers for two years. You know? I don't think those those moves will actually happen. But the Niners are in a nice position of luxury where they can say, we have this young quarterback who has shown potential that he could be really good. Dude, I, I fucking hope that you read the article right instead of me. I think About that the Packers. I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I think they're committing everything they have in salary cap. Get Devontae, bring him back, get another weapon for Aaron Rodgers, keep the guys on defense, get someone in the draft, and let's Dude, roll all out. Our O-line is dog shit, but he still makes it work. Yeah. So if, if we would have gotten OBJ, I'm not even kidding, I think we would have won the Super Bowl. I don't blame like, That's I, a yeah. bold-ass statement, but we would have had another guy with how he performed on the Rams. Oh, with, especially with how he was playing in the Super Bowl. A pivotal piece for that offense, mm-hmm. especially with Robert Woods out, dude, we have the number one wide receiver in the league, and we can't really throw him to him. Him opposite Devontae, someone would have been open on every play against the Niners. And then, boom, 
he's able to trust somebody to throw the ball to. Adam Lazard, yeah, he's becoming a, a second option for sure, but he's not elite. No. I mean, maybe one day he gets there, but he's not elite. Yeah. So, fuck, dude, we'll talk about this forever. Yeah, we, we could talk about this forever. So, anyways, that's, that's the point we're making is the AFC is in a much better spot long-term than the NFC is right now. Big time. Um, obviously, there's way more to talk about this, you know, with this as far as just, just everything with quarterbacks. I mean, this is a conversation that can go on for hours every week. There's mm-hmm. always something to talk about. But I wanted to get that out there so that we could talk a little bit about where the quarterback situations stand and what maybe the next few years look like. Um, but, yeah, so that's it for our topics. Uh, I mean, do you have any oh, – let's talk prop bets. We're going to talk prop bets. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. We'll phone. talk our prop bets. Kyle, I know you won some. I won none. So um, I, oh, also, really? I also couldn't find – just a side note, I couldn't find – my prop bet for the game to be tied after zero zero. Um, so I've made a different prop bet that also lost. Okay. So I bet on that one. Yeah. I couldn't find the one where a non-registered quarterback throws a touchdown. That's awful. Cause that would have made and it was plus 1200. Yeah. You would have made so much money off. That. I thought it was gonna be OBJ and it ended up being Joe Mixon, but like I didn't bet on. Yeah. I was kicking myself in the ass, but I couldn't find it. I know? got mad. So I made, I, instead of making that met or that bet, I made a bet that there would be, at least one quarter where there was no touchdown scored. Um, the game still didn't go over, and there was still one touchdown scored in ex- ev- exactly one touchdown in every quarter. I hated myself for it. I will start off with my bets. Opening kickoff to be returned. Immediately wrong. I, I, did, I did touchback. Yeah, good for you. And I did it by accident because of what you told me. And I like pressed it, and I thought I picked no. That's fine. I'm glad you won money. I'm glad you won money because I watched. I, I was had the game on, and I was like, "All right, opening kick." You know, I'm trying to you know explain. I would tell Brittany like what we're rooting for, and I'm like, "Opening kickoff. We need the guy to take the ball out of the end zone." And then I see him wave everyone off, and I go, "Fuck, lost two dollars." Yeah. All right, two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "All right, you know." We're moving on. And then I watched the Rams come out on their opening drive because they get the ball first. I'm like, OBJ getting the ball here. Cam Akers. Fuck, there goes another $2. (laughs) All right. Move on. Keep moving on through the game. Next possession. Bengals get their first possession. I'm like, all right. T. Higgins, first catch right here. Tyler Boyd. There goes three of my four bets. We're already... Oh, we're already off. (laughs) And Brittany was like, I like the Super Bowl. And I was like, shut up. She was like, this is so much more fun when you're losing money. And I'm like, yeah, I understand. It's fucking hilarious for you. Uh, and then I obviously didn't know until that Cooper Cup touchdown at the end of the game. But I was like, you know what I mean? Like, no touchdowns in every quarter. And then Cooper, I obviously didn't. I wanted Cooper Cup. I wanted the Rams to score there. But I was like, you know, I mean, it'd be nice if I got like, you know, a dollar back on my bets. That'd be cool. Um, yeah. Didn't end up happening. I just lost. It was eight bucks. I don't have a lot of money to bet right now, but I lost eight bucks because I lost every single one of my prop bets. Even before the game kicked off, I didn't make these bets before before the coin toss. I went coin toss is gonna be tails. Uh, Bengals are getting the football. Brittany goes heads. Rams get the football. Heads. Rams get the football. I was like, fuck, man. I'm over yeah. two, and I didn't even bet on these. I went over six. <laughs> okay, so my dad put a um, hundred dollars in. He wanted me to bet $100 on the Rams when they played the Bucks, Because he said, hey, if my team loses, at least I get paid. And I understand I went, that. I went, Dad, sure, like whatever makes you feel good. So Rams won, obviously. So that 100 turned into $235. Or $230, whatever it was. Well, I placed a little prop bet on my own, like one of the other weeks. And I bumped it up to $236. All right? Made $6. There you go. My dad goes, hey, 
um, we're going to split this. He goes, but I want you to bet it all. And I was like, okay, who do you want? For three weeks, or two weeks, whatever it was, he kept going, Rams, Bengals, Rams, Bengals, Rams, Bengals. It's one o'clock. It's his money, dude. I've got no say in this. He goes, I want to put on the Bengals. Yeah. And he goes, and you get in half. I went, all right, Dad. Like, I'm riding with you. Like, this is your money. Let's do this. So, we're, we're going, right? We have $236 on the, on the Bengals to win. Throughout the game, my dad keeps going, did you fucking secretly put money on the, on the Rams? I'm like, why? He goes, because you keep fucking rooting for the Rams. Because <laughs> he, he would catch me. Because I'm like, oh, nice catch. And I'm like, oh, shit. I need to watch myself. I get you. But these are my prop bits. All right? So I lost this one. It was going to be a fumble lost, an interception, and a missed field goal all in the game. Um, I thought Matt Gay would miss a field goal with how he's been kicking. Facts. Right? You knew it wasn't McPherson that was no, going to no, miss. No, exactly. <laughs> I knew it would be Matt Gay. And I was like, oh, yeah, fumble. You know, and there was two picks in, like, the first quarter, second quarter, whatever. He, so only, kicked, like, he only kicked one field goal, so. He kicked two. McFer- oh, McPherson, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. So, and that was, like, right at the end, too. I was like, oh, man, he's going to miss a field goal. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, so lost that one. Um, the first passing touchdown from Stafford over Ten and a half yards. There you go. I took that. It was like twenty yards. Hit that. That one. was it. First pass touchdown over ten and a half yards. But I think it was a two touch, two yard touchdown pass to start the game off. Man, I wish I would have seen that one. Would have taken it. All right, good Aaron for you, Donald, to record a sack. Oh my god, what was that like? Minus two thousand. Minus two twenty, and I put twenty two bucks on it, so I made thirty two bucks on that good. one. Good. Um, this was the one that kills me, dude. Because now I'm about to spit off a little bit of spew. To where all I needed was, I know, it was like, a, oh, it's a little weird, weird chain of events. I needed Joe Burrow over 279 and a half yards. He did like 240. So I was like 40 short. And I needed Jamar Chase over five and a half. He had five. Catches? Yeah, yeah sorry, five and a half catches. Um, total field goals for McPherson over one and a half. He had two. Hit that one. There you go. Longest reception by Jamar Chase over 28 and a half. He had a 46er. Receptions over five and a half for Odell. He got injured in the first half, and he it's had two, he had two or three catches. It's so rough. that one hurt me. I think he had two for fifty six yards and a touchdown. Yeah, and then he so, tore his ACL. So and I was very upset. Um, and then the man was like, "I want to play some." I was like, "All right." Cam Akers over under sixteen and a half rushing. She goes, "That was under, right?" She goes under, and I go, "Oh motherfucker!" I was like. I was like, I want over so bad. I was like, but 16 I and a half. With you. Yeah. I, I was like, I got to stick with you. So I went under and he had like 15 or 14. Yeah. Cause they couldn't run the ball all fucking. Yeah. I w- I'm telling you right now, you telling me and Tim that bet, Tim and I would have both told you his longest rush will be over 16 yards. And then his longest rush were like two yards all fucking well, game. No, it was, it was no I know. I know. Oh, Total yeah. yards. We would have told you like, what no, do you mean? No, 16. Attempts. 16 and a half attempts? 16 and a half attempts. I thought you said attempts. I thought you said yards. I was like, 16 yards. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Rushing under over 16 and a half attempts. Oh, okay, I thought you said yards. My bad. Sorry, no, 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 yeah, yeah. So under. So he had like 15 or 14 attempts. Which is stupid. He got that many to begin with because they couldn't run the ball. Again. Exactly. That's why Like I was like, oh, he's had like four. My dad goes, he has 11. I was like, oh, oh, it's getting tight. But then it was, then they had to come back. So they had, had to throw the ball, yeah. Amanda goes another one. I was like, all right, coin toss, heads or tails. She was tails. I was like, you motherfucker. I was like, all right, I gotta stick with it. And obviously it was heads. I'm a there's people that say, like Tim, he's a tails never fails. I'm a tails always fails. Yeah. I always bet on heads. Um okay, opening kickoff to be a touchback. I said yes. On I accident, paid. good for you. Fumble, no fumble lost in the first half. That was Amanda's third bet. Third and only no bet. No fumbles lost, period. No fumble, so she hit that one. That was a very it was a very clean game. 
It was a very clean game. There was Which, a couple picks, and that was it. And one there's a couple picks, and there's a couple picks, and we'll talk about them when Tim comes back. Yeah. But it was a clean game. Um, that there will be a successful fourth down conversion. Oh, yes. What was and the What was the odds on minus that? Minus three forty. Yeah. Yeah, huge. I know. That that um, happened on the first drive of the game. Got me two ninety five. <laughs> I was like, there was a drive on the first drive of the game. There's a fourth down conversion. Both teams. I, I didn't even know I did this one. Both teams with a thirty five plus yard field goal. Hit that one. They both had it over. How long was Matt Gay's field goal? Like forty two. I think it was thirty eight. I'm pretty sure it was 38 because that was the first field goal of the game. Yeah, and I did first field goal of the game to be like 40. Yeah, you 40. said it was like 46, 44 to 49. Yeah, yeah. Um, a missed field goal or an extra point to hit the upright. Oh no, it wasn't really missed. It was just a failed. But. Yeah, yeah. But to hit the upright, and I was like, oh, that's cool. It was like 10 to one odds. I was like, fuck it. Why yeah, not? that's fair. Cooper Cup. Okay, so this is where I told you it's like a long chain of events. Mm. Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase to both score a touchdown. Ah, that's rough. So, and will game will the game be tied again after 0-0? So what I needed on that last drive was a 40-yard touchdown to Jamar Chase. Would have given me a touchdown for him, his extra reception, Joe Burrow over three, or 280, and it would have tied the game because it would have kicked the extra point and sent it to overtime, most likely, unless the Rams marched down and kicked the field goal. On the last drive? On the last drive, right, no, right the Bengals, the Bengals would have won the game. Well, no, because it was twenty, it was twenty-three to six. Twenty-three to twenty. Oh no, no, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I was hoping for a field goal because then would have tied it and yeah. sent it to over. You would have been hoping for a Jamar Chase like touchdown and then a missed extra point and then the Rams kick a field goal. You yeah. were you were hoping for something ridiculous. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a whole chain of events, and then um, Bengals win. But those were all of mine. I know I, I, I did. It was two hundred dollars. Worth of bets. I bet eight dollars. <laughs> yeah, it was two hundred dollars <laughs> worth of bets, and I ended up uh, at one seventy. But at work, I put thirty dollars down um, on the Super Bowl squares, and I hit the third quarter um, with it being sixteen to twenty, so six zero, and that got me a hundred bucks. There you go. So uh, very happy with the outcome. Goddamn, that was way more prop bets than I thought I had. Yeah, I, I placed. I, I bet the four that we talked about. <laughs> yeah, and you lost. And I lo- well, and and one, I lost <laughs> all five. So. Uh, not not my best betting sh- betting performance. Um, I told you before the podcast I did bet on Kentucky and Wisconsin to win. Kentucky lost by like 18 points. So um, didn't expect that to happen. Kentucky was ranked fourth in the country. Where's Wisconsin at? It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter because Kentucky lost by a lot. Um, I can double check. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. I, I love betting. Pro- if you're not betting prop bets on the Super Bowl, you're doing something wrong because there's literally just pick any bet. And you'll find like just scroll through for long enough, and you'll find one that you go, oh, pff, that makes so much fucking sense. I'll yeah. take that, you know. So it's a great time. It's a great time all around for all that stuff. Um, if you didn't enjoy the Super Bowl, there's something wrong with you. If you didn't make some prop bets, I also think there's something wrong with you. Um, but overall, I love your prop bets. I'm glad you made some money. Wisconsin did win by five, and I hate Kentucky even more. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's where we're at. Um, yeah, that's it for prop bets. Let's jump into some booms and busts. Yep, you I got, got four booms. Yeah, I do not have have four either way. Um, I have. Uh, let me see. I have one boom and three busts, so I got close. All right, close enough. Close enough. All right, so why don't you kick it off with your first boom? All right, my first boom is gonna be Eric Weddle. Oh yeah. Um, comes out of retirement, <laughs> tears his pec on the first plays act. through it, wins a Super Bowl, and he's retired again. Um, I mean, this dude went from. Sitting on the couch, living the good life, to yeah, sure, I'll play the postseason on this team, and then wins a Super Bowl, and he played good. 
like, like, with like, a torn pack. Yeah, because we were talking about how uh, he probably he's probably not going to play. There's there's one of them as like a reserved. Well, he ended or up like playing, a locker room like, guy. Yeah, he ended up playing like the first game, and then the second game, and then the third game, and then the Super Bowl, and like he played good in every single game. So, dude, absolute boom and dare. I love that. I love that. My first and only boom is collaboration. Uh, so it's collaboration because Eli Apple got roasted by six different communities. Um, they all came together. <laughs> just, they all came together just to roast the fuck out of Eli Apple. So I love collaboration. He he, he got shots from the New York from the uh, New York Giants, from the New Orleans Saints, from the Chiefs. Everyone came together just to shit on Eli Apple. For overall, playing pretty decent and then giving up a touchdown to Cooper Cup at the end of the game. And everyone was like, yep, Eli Apple lost yeah. in the game. I love that everyone came together just to shit on Eli Apple for not being a great corner, but just kind of coming out and like always talking shit when other guys make plays. Hence the game, the play against the Titans when Mike Hilton had a pick and Eli Apple got a taunting penalty for not even being involved in the play. Like Eli Apple just doesn't do things. Yeah. And still talk shit. I'm so glad that that he had to be on the losing side. I hate the. I, I, I don't. I'm not happy the Bengals lost, but I'm happy that Eli Apple lost. So That's I'm good. glad the rest of the NFL community feels the same way. That's good. All right, my uh, second boom is going to be Van Jefferson. Um, ah. Yeah. So I was like, mm, he didn't play well. <laughs> no. Yeah, but um, he's on a Super Bowl winning team. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he was a great asset all season for them. Mm-hmm. He was just an option that would sneak up on people. Um, I honestly don't know how well he did in the postseason. I think he did enough to mm-hmm. make good relevance of him. Um, but Teams he wins a, a Super Bowl yeah. and immediately um, runs off the field um, because he gets news that his wife went into labor. And so he went and had a baby on the same night that he won a Super Bowl. Um, what an absolute magical experience for someone. Um, rookie? Mm-hmm. Rookie, right? Yep. I didn't know if it was no, second year. No, second year. Second year? They drafted a different wide receiver this, this past year. Okay, Tutu could, Atwell. Yeah. Tutu Atwell is the guy they drafted. I was trying to remember that all fucking season, go. but yes. Okay, yeah. So I couldn't remember if it was first year or second year, but second year, you win a Super Bowl ring by contributing. You weren't just some backup and then have a baby on that same night. Uh, absolutely booming to you. That dude, I guarantee that was the greatest day of his life and will forever be. Easily has to be the greatest day of your life. If you win a Super Bowl and have your second child on the same day, that can't not be the best day of your life. And you sh- and you should tell your firstborn, hey, that's the best day of my life. And they'll be like, what the fuck? I was also born. And you'd be like, yeah, I didn't win a Super Bowl the day you were yeah, born. You didn't bring me any luck. Yeah, so <laughs> go fuck yourself. And they should understand that and go, you know what? That's fair. I was a little annoyed when I found out about that after the game because I was like, all I heard before the game was that Odell Beckham's girlfriend was was due. And I was like, oh, yeah, Odo Beckham, maybe he won't be at the game because his wife, his girlfriend's giving birth. And then it was like, oh, no, 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 there's a different Rams wide receiver whose wife was giving birth on the same day. Yeah. I'm like, man, no o- mention, yeah. do you think Odell and Van Jefferson were just tag-teaming each other's wives oh, on the same gee. night? Oh, Jesus. Probably not. They weren't on the same team. Yeah, then, probably right? not. But, hey. Maybe. You never know. Imagination. <laughs> you never know. All right. Uh, my second bust is going, or I'm sorry, my first bust, this is my first bust, um, is going to be turf. So my first bust is going to be turf because, God damn it, the NFL makes enough money. They don't need to install fake grass everywhere that keeps hurting players. Um, that's It's just a fact that players get hurt more often on turf because it's literally fake grass and cleats are not designed for fake grass. They're designed for grass. So Odell 
makes a, you know a, a slight move difference and it fucking hurt you know tears his ACL for yeah. the second time in the same knee. Um, if we're playing on real grass, that's also not like bullshit grass like the 49ers played with two years ago. But like, give me real actual grass in a stadium. That's what players are meant to play on. That's what people are meant to run on. You're meant to run on actual grass. It, there's way less injuries. The NFL needs to get together and be like, hey, we should probably, uh, maybe it saves you money in the long term, but you're also fucking up a lot of your players' careers yeah. long term. So just get give me actual grass. Get rid of the turf. No, I agree 100%. All right, my third boom is going to be Cooper Cup. So he wins the receiving triple crown. Mm-hmm. He won Offensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. One Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the biggest part of that team all season long. Absolutely. He was the absolute dominant player in the NFL all season long. Um, Jerry Rice is the only wide receiver in NFL history to do all three of those things in his entire career. And Cooper Cup did them all in one season. All all in one season. Triple crown, uh, offensive player of the year, and a Super Bowl MVP. MVP. Took Jerry uh, Rice his whole season, his whole career to do that. And then Cooper Cooper Cup comes and does it his... Cooper Cup. I don't know how long he's been in the NFL, but he did it all in one season. Um, And yes, Cooper Cup, he was coming everywhere. I love that. I know. Um, but yeah, that's my third boom. Uh, side shout out to Cooper Cup's wife. This is something that I read about multiple times because it got posted all over the place. Um, but Cooper Cup's wife, while they were in college, worked full time so that he could pursue playing football. Um, while he was at Eastern Washington, she worked full time, paid all the bills, um, and it couldn't have paid off better for her. Uh, that is the most like impressive example of like stick through and like support your partner's dreams because it will pay off for you in the long run. 100%. All right, my second bust is going to be Eric K. We did not talk about this. Eric K., uh, Angel's former trainer, or maybe yeah. something along those lines, uh, on trial for Tyler Skaggs' death. Uh, this is um, years in the making, right? It's been like multiple <laughs> years since Tyler Skaggs died, or was it last uh, year? I think it was last year. Yeah. So last year since Tyler Skaggs passed away. Unfortunate, um, obviously, it was due to uh, you know some some complications with some um, opioids, yeah, opioids, and, and just some some drug addiction that obviously is always unfortunate to hear about. And alleged it's, drug addiction. It is probably going to be confirmed drug addiction in about two days, um, <laughs> because fucking Eric K over here on the Angels just giving all the Angels oxy on the fucking reg, uh, giving Matt Harvey oxy, giving. All the players, whatever Oxycontin, whatever they wanted to, uh, yeah, that's gonna lead to drug addiction. That's gonna lead to a young stud develop. He's young. He's a young kid. His brain's not even fucking fully developed. Of course, if you give him hard fucking drugs to ease some pain, he's gonna get hooked on something else very fast. Uh, fuck you, Eric K. You ruin a kid's life. You ruin a family. Like by doing your doing some dumb shit to give a, a fucking athlete some fucking pain meds that they didn't need in the first place. Um, you you deserve to be. I, I'm glad that all these players are coming out and testifying against him and saying yes, he gave me oxy when he definitely shouldn't have, and yes, he he did all these things. He should be convicted. Obviously, ultimately, Tyler Skaggs' death is you know unfortunate and tragic and whatever you want to say about it. But to say that Eric K is not also partially responsible for this would just be ignorant. Um, yeah, and here's the thing: is there's more and more people coming out and testifying and everything. I 
because I was listening to articles about it today. I don't know if Eric K will get convicted. For he it. better. Because I hope there's he does. No, there's no way to prove that he was the one that supplied him with enough amount to kill him or or to get him but but to get him yeah. a di- I hope the guy never has a career I'll say that no, I don't no, think he'll no, ever no, have a career no, no. even if he doesn't get 100%. convicted of anything and there's not like oh we can reasonably put this on you I don't think he'll ever have a career successful career professionally realistically probably work at McDonald's the rest of his life and that's kind of what he deserves and then um I saw today too Matt Harvey um he came out and testified in exchange for immunity and said, yeah, Eric K. gave me drugs as well. He gave me Oxy. But then I guess he also said that he had also supplied um, Skaggs with Oxy oh, as well. Matt, you bitch. Yeah, so I don't know if that's going to hurt the case or like whatever. But now it's going to be like with him him saying that, you know, because he's testifying in court. So he has to be honest. It's now, okay, well, who gave him the pills that killed him? Yeah. And that's. That was the you're only thing that I because yeah. I you're right I didn't mention this in the sports news but it's fucked bro it, the whole situation is fucked it's fucked because honestly like you said, he was a young kid man he wasn't even a full adult yet who had experienced life and then you have this guy that's supposed to be taking care of you and he's letting you down ultimately and, it, and it, he is the one that killed you like yeah. it, it is what it is yeah absolutely and, and yeah uh, it, it's a rough yeah, situation yeah. all around but yeah. All right, my uh, fourth and final boom is going to be Sidney Crosby. Um, as of yesterday, became, or maybe today, I can't remember, um, became the 46th player in the NHL history to reach 500 goals. Um, I mean, it's a big mark, 500. But he's my last boom because he's a 46th player. I mean, there's been a lot of players in the NHL, but it's like yeah, 46th, you know? Like, so, yeah. That's, that's nothing of relevance. There's 40, Five. 45 people ahead of you yeah. on the goals list. So, um, But 500 is a huge mark. So still booming to Sidney Crosby, even though I don't like you. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right, my last bust was going to be James Harden, but we talked about it earlier, so I will flip it to Ben Skoranek. Um, So, yeah, yeah, you know the name. I know you know the name because that's the kid that, uh, one, dropped the touchdown pass against the Niners at the in the back of the end zone, off his hands, that oh. Matthew Stafford drops in the bucket. And then he's also the guy that just tipped the ball right into the, the I don't know which Bengals DB hands it was, but he... The Rams. He, you said Niners. Yeah, against the Niners. Oh, against the Niners. Sorry, yeah. I, was, I thought you said for the Niners. I was no, like, no, no, against the Niners. Like, if I said for the Niners, I'm a little tipsy, and that's probably what happened, but against know. the Niners, uh, dropped that obvious touchdown pass, and then against the Bengals in the Super Bowl, just tipped the fucking ball right to a DB for no reason. Um, ben Skoranek is never going to play in the NFL again in his career. I think he will never find a job because he dropped a touchdown pass in an NFC Championship game that would have clearly made the game way more comfortable for the Rams. And then in the Super Bowl, he tipped a ball to the Bengals that if the defense doesn't get a huge stop right after that, the, the Rams might not win the fucking game. Especially after OBJ goes out with an injury and now you're called upon as the third wide receiver and you immediately tip a ball for a pick. You suck, dude. Okay, so the only reason why I'm going to slightly disagree with that is because the the kid was actually thrown to a lot throughout the game. Like I, I understand Stafford probably had to. There was no one else to throw the ball to. Other than that, he stayed pretty consistent. But 
you drop a touchdown pass. And yeah. I don't even think he touched the one in the, in the AFC champ or the NFC championship. No, it hit him off the hands. Oh, I thought it just went right through his fucking hands. I thought he just like. No, I I, I thought it hit his hands and touched. bounced off. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, it was something that should have been caught. But then we might as well talk about Tyler Boyd. What about him? Um, on their like final drive, third nine, and they would have made it fourth and inches instead. They or second the final drive, hit him right in the numbers and just boom right off his chest. Oh he yeah, dropped it. it was the only drop pass. I remember in the that because you saw T Higgins behind him go fuck. Yeah, <laughs> he was like what? Because that was Tyler Boyd's only drop pass throughout the entire season. Oh, that's so rough. And that third and nine would have made a fourth and inches like at the fifty yard line where the Bengals would have went for it. Or maybe he could have even fought for an extra yard. Exactly. But instead, they punted it, and then you know, you know, Rams get their we'll touchdown. We'll get more into that fucking game when Tim gets here. I want to talk about so much, but yeah. All right. That is a great episode. Um, obviously, like we just said, Timmy's going to be back next week for a deep dive into the Super Bowl, as well as most likely, I mean, some other stuff, obviously. Um, we expect next episode to probably be two and a half hours long. This episode was two hours long without Tim, so it'll probably be four hours long, but... Um. Yeah, we'll have to see. But yeah, uh, as always, thank you guys so much for the support. Um, and we will catch you guys next week. And then, guys, I mean, hopefully we have Night Flight Club next yes. week with Tim. I did, yeah, I didn't know if you wanted. To. Yeah, yeah. For Tim's return, um, Not Fight Club is a huge hit with all. I don't know what, what are we at now? About eight hundred listeners every episode. Um, that's a huge one. So that one's back. Um, and I want that to be the last thing, like even after our segments. Because I want us to all be very, very drunk um, for that one. I will, it just put, makes I will put together fun. a good not fight club. Oh, I'm excited. Okay, but yeah, guys, as always, thank you for tuning in. In all realistic, guys, no, we're not at 800 listeners an episode. But I will say we're averaging like 17. And that's way better than what it used to be. Or I think it's 18. Yeah. And it used to be like 12 or anything like that. And I'm not obviously saying that's Tim. I think we're starting to expand more. And we're getting more listeners, and I'm hoping that it's word of mouth because, again, we have four people that listen to it. I don't even play them back anymore. Yeah. Same. I used to skim through them just to give us the, the, the view, play, yeah. but I don't even do that anymore. And we're getting like 18 people an episode, and I mean, Amanda's not listening to them anymore. You're not. Brittany's not. Jesse's not. Got Tanner and Chad. That's fucking all I know of. Yeah. So we got 16 people, guys. So we appreciate you. All right? So thank you guys as always, and get ready for a very long and belligerent episode next week.